Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. the horror hangout podcast where three beard three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time my name is luke condo with kate and joined by my regular co-host mr mr ben errington and our other regular co-host mr andy conduit tanner hello everybody how the devil are you two uh yeah good <laughs> uh, <laughs> as, you, as can be expected we are ever edging closer to being able to go outside again i am as you guys can see, increasingly in need of a haircut. I realised looking at myself on this picture now, I look a, getting a bit of a like, Leon S. Kennedy. Like, oh, yeah. Never, never complain about hair to a bald man. <laughs> yeah. Never complain about hair to two bald men. Yeah. Did you Did you see this week that apparently <laughs> Prince William had been like some sexiest sort of Google bald sexiest you... bald man? Have you read into it and actually found no, out the details? <laughs> so, apparently... So it's like a Google study for sexiest bold man. And they've looked into what they what the independent or whatever newspaper did it. It looks like they just Googled the words Prince William and sexy. Find out many how many results there were and put that in some sort of league and then did the same for like every other bold celebrity. And it's like, but that's not how it works, because Prince William and sexy could have been together in different words in a different context. Yeah. Could have been saying he's ad- he's he's not, not he's not all. sexy. Yeah, yeah. sexy. And, yeah, and to and well, to test it, here, yeah. who is your who is your sexiest bald man? If we're if we're throwing out oh. throwing out <laughs> options, I, yeah, you going to Statham? Statham's actually ah. the the obvious one, I think. He's the go to. Um, maybe I... Vin Diesel. Yeah, The yeah. Rock is quite often bald, isn't he? Shaves his hair. That's short. it. That's the one. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Dwayne the Bold uh, Rock Johnson. I think you're thinking the wrong wrestler. I, th- I think Stone Cold. Bold. Stone Bold. Stone, Stone Bold. Bold, Steve Bold. <laughs> I'm thinking because I saw him respond to it and I was like, actually, yeah, Dave Batista because oh, yeah. he's 
He's hench. He's got tattoos. He's got a nice little nose ring. And I think he's even got like a little, uh, what's it called? Septum piercing now. Uh, and he wears like color. He wears like different colored sunglasses. He's just, he's just cool as fuck. And he's in all the best yeah. films. He's, the he's Guardians. a funny man. He's yeah. a funny man. He's a great actor. He seems legit. He seems genuine. And uh, yeah, Dave, call me. <laughs> so we put it out there. There are, in our opinion, already debunked that fake news that he's not the the sexy. Do you think it's anything about his millions of pounds and also, lots of land? He's like just a balding man, isn't he? He's not. Yeah, a bold, he's, he's not gone bald. Bald. Yeah, he's balding. Oh. And balding. in a way, bald, balding. You're like just co- fully commit to shaving the head. But then again, the... is he so past it? Like, is he so above? <laughs> <laughs> looks in general he's like i don't need to cut my i don't need to shave my yeah, head yeah maybe too sexy to shave my head it's like confidence that's get, got him those extra points in the first place he's constantly googling himself prince harry is that how he does it <laughs> sexy he's googling his brother he's googling, <laughs> oh, yeah. he's, googling oh, he's looking oh, for sexy pictures of his own brother i don't know if you've ah. heard it mentioned on the news but they're better falling out they're not talking right now so um you are you know, that, 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 oh, found out. oh yeah I mean, googling me <laughs> i reckon they've just put that story out there to try and like just avoid, just to try and put anything else out above about the royals they're like well prince william is a sexy bold man yeah yeah. So. <laughs> don't ask about his uncle for god's sake <laughs> don't ask about his uncle can't sweat apparently doesn't know doesn't know how he'd be all right today it's quite warm but um he's yeah. got no bother no well he's got plenty of bother but uh nothing <laughs> none to do about with... sweating none about sweating uh just pizza express uh <laughs> have we got... <laughs> he's whacking that tabasco on there oh. doesn't matter i don't care i can't sweat uh, any horror news that we've got? What what kind of what yes. kind of uh, receptacle are you drinking from there, Andy? Um, That's the right it's one word. Of those, it's one of those Christmas market big old tankers. Yeah, massive, yeah, Jesus! Yeah. I know it's a warm. I know it's a warm day, but that is that's over. Right, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna be peeing. I thought it was just close you're to the gonna street, be but <laughs> you're gonna be peeing. Uh, horror news. We've got had a couple of trailers this week. Don't know if you've seen them. Uh, one came out just today. Spiral, the Book of Saul, with Chris Rock, Samuel Jackson. I guess it's a kind of reboot of the Saul franchise. Um, I didn't really watch the trailer. I just scrubbed through it a little bit. Didn't want to see any stuff. But I mean, it doesn't look like they're trying to break the mold all that much. It looks like just another Saul film. Um, I thought if you put the right music over that, I'd be like, this is a parody. Like there's bits where Chris yeah, Rock yeah, is like, true. we're going to be chasing him down. Like he looks, it seems like Chris yeah. Rock is doing one of those SNL parody yeah. uh, movies. And I hate to say it, it I, I've obviously just been ruined by uh, like the fact my young, when my daughter was younger, she used to watch Madagascar films all the time. Can't hear Chris Rock in any way when he's like, when he's got high energy in his voice. Without thinking of of the zebra from Madagascar, so he was like, "God, I'm gonna need the whole force behind me yeah. to help find this killer." And I'm like, <laughs> "What the hell? What's the zebra getting all up about?" <laughs> What's he up to? Um, yeah, I I think I'm up to date with Saw, apart from Jigsaw, the one that came out at the end, like after oh. after it had finished, and then it came back again. <laughs> I've not seen memories. it, but I've not seen it. But Luke said it was his favorite of the lot. I think uh. <laughs> he's the most, one of the most annoying 
big things I've ever seen. I mean, remember the um, what was that film that's kind of saw-ish? Saw-ish. What was that one we watched? Truth or uh, No. Big, uh, uh, escape Room? Yeah. You know how that shit the bed in the, in the, in the final third? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Jigsaw shits the bed. Maybe about halfway through. Mm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure, sure I'll watch this. I think this comes out. Bad saying film shit the bed, but uh, I did not enjoy that film. Yeah. Well, it shit the bed. It did shit the bed. It can't deny it. Uh, the evidence is there for all to see. Shit yeah, all over the bed. Saw film, that could be something that happens. They do really go for the grosser angle. Like in Saw 3, where that woman drowns in, like, pig milkshake. From all those pigs oh. getting minced. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the embarrassing thing is you used to shit the bed. and you No, your kids shit the bed and you've shamed them for it. So now you're going to have to shit the bed until you can fill up this room of shit <laughs> yeah. and then we'll let you shit. out you've got to shit the bed to save your life <laughs> shit the bed while your while your kids laugh at you for shitting the bed yeah it's pretty bad uh yeah so that's out in may i think they've saying this may 14 forward a little bit yeah i think it has i think maybe it got oh, yeah so that's in the us and i think uk cinemas maybe may the are UK cinemas, when are UK cinemas opening? I was thinking this the other day. Oh, I got an email from um, the manager. What it's called? Cinemas. Oh, yeah. oh <laughs> from yeah. the future saying <laughs> we're open. Uh, he said, Don Odeon said it'd be opening soon. I don't know when. It was, ah, it was fairly soon. Hit, he hit you ever soon. What a bastard. <laughs> Don Camille. Yeah. Don Camille. Uh, and then also earlier in the week, saw the trailer for Ben Wheatley's new horror movie, um, In the Earth. Uh, yeah, which was very interesting, sort of folk horror vibes. Um, who's in it? What's his name? Uh, yeah, that's Shearsmith. it. Reese Shearsmith, that's correct. Uh, he's in it. So as the world searches for a cure to a disastrous virus, a scientist and park scout venture deep into the forest for a routine equipment run. Throughout the night, their journey becomes a terrifying voyage through the heart of darkness. The forest coming to life around them. Yeah. Is Michael Smiley not in it? Mm, Didn't see him now. It's a shame, isn't it? It looks like a bit trippy, sort of folk horror. Um, The trailer's got that weird, creepy um, strings thing, you know, when there's like in a folk horror trailer. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, like the, like like a mouse the crawling over the violin. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's very difficult it's... to... Yeah. To Unless you're a mouse is... and have a violin, you can't do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Come on, mouse, do it. I don't want to. Too much pressure. <laughs> uh, so I think this is supposed to be coming out in theatres April 23rd, but I looked at the UK release date and it's not till June. So I don't know if it's being released online anywhere. Who knows? Um, but pretty... Looking forward to see it because it was made in sort of lockdown as well, wasn't it? It was made over exactly. the last year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that, that should be interesting. Uh, one other thing is the Russian creature feature Sputnik is getting an English language remake uh, from producer Matt Reeves. That's the reason I mentioned that. Oh, okay. Matt, we've, we've mentioned Matt Reeves quite a lot lately. So he's not directing it. But I don't know if you guys saw Sputnik. I have a mean to. Uh, I wonder what the English translation of Sputnik is. Yeah. Good. Sputnicholas. Sputnik. <laughs> <laughs> Sputnik's like, not really, I mean, I won't spoil it, it's nothing really to do with the 
movie because it's Sputnik like some sort of just their space program. Yeah. So do you reckon yeah. they'll completely reposition it and it'll be NASA American folks doing NASA stuff? SpaceX. Or will it all will it still be Sputnik, but they'll all yeah. just speak English? Uh, well, I don't know. Yeah, it, could, it could be either, <laughs> couldn't it, really? It could be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I've not got around to seeing it yet. I wanted to. I wanted to. Yeah. I know it's on Netflix now. I think when it really had the wave of people talking about it, it wasn't on Netflix here at the time. Um, it was, I think it was when it was on the, like the festival yeah. circuit that people were yeah. really talking about it. And then it came onto Netflix. I just haven't got around to it. Yeah, but, uh, I thought it was pretty good, if not a bit predictable. But it's yeah. a venom, right? It's pretty much a venom, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's pretty much a venom. That's that's what we'll say. You've got to watch uh, out if you go if you go to space. Nine times out of ten, venom will get you. Even if he doesn't call himself <laughs> venom, if he calls himself what happens to you in space life or Sputnik. Oh yeah, life. You say, get off, mate. You're a venom, and I'm not owning any of it. <laughs> it's, like anytime, it's like any time you meet a vampire and you go oh, a bloody Dracula. And he goes, no, that's just one. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you're a Frankenstein, aren't you? No, I'm not actually. I'm a, that's that's one thing that everyone always seems to get wrong about me. All right, Frankenstein, come on. All right, Frank. <laughs> all right, all right, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Uh, yeah, that's it. Has anybody seen anything interesting, special? Played anything? Done anything? Uh, well, I watched Three Hundred uh, to keep in with the Zack oh. Schneider uh, mood. Uh, yep. 300 is a film about 300 Spartans uh, defending Spartania against <laughs> the, against the, the tallest man alive, Voldo from Solbet from Solbet. <laughs> yeah, Voldo Vol- and um, the immortals, and there's like a big troll as well, a cave troll. They've got a troll. Um, so it's the Spartan. Fastbender, yeah, I just, I didn't remember Fastbender being, and he's like really serious, but kind of not. Like he's serious, but he, he, there's something behind his eyes that's like slightly <laughs> ironic. I see it, Michael. He's like, I see um, it, Michael. They try hide it. So this film, I mean, it is a very specific type of film. <laughs> like if like it, it knows exactly what it's doing. It's like we're going to do basically a retelling of a myth story, uh, like a historical myth. Um, but I don't know if it's actually real or not, based on truth or not. But um, it's the Freeman Spartans, King Leonidas, and it's full of those. I mean, you could probably recreate the film just in GIFs on like the Twitter or Facebook GIF because it's been GIFed so much. Yeah. Um, and it's like, it is really good. I mean, don't just, you know what you're getting. Every vi- all the visuals are painted really nicely, overly produced in some sense. But like, there's like a, a tree made of dead people. There's, they make a wall out of the people they kill. There's the arrows blot out the sky. There's one bit where they all get to the cliffs, um, and they've got like their old CGI six packs, um, and they're watching like all the boats come in, like it's thunder and lightning. The same Zeus is breaking all of the Persian ships, and then some like new metal kind of beats and stuff starts playing, and they're all just kind of screaming at the at yeah. what they're seeing. It's yeah, it's um. I mean, it's it's pretty cool. I've got to say, I really like it. Uh, it, yeah, it definitely was Sin City, that same kind of yeah, yeah, of that era, isn't it? And these were like, like it's well. that and Sin City. It's like the almost panel perfect recreation of of the comic book, right? 
Yeah. Like certainly from a visual point of view, um, it is really directly lifted and reproduced very well. Like it's not a criticism. Yeah. I think it's reproduced incredibly well and visually it's a super striking film. I haven't seen it for a number of years. Did you it's ever still see the follow-up? Because both Sin City and 300 had a follow-up that came a bit later than you'd yeah. expect. Yeah, I saw the follow-up uh, to 300. Yeah. I, um, was... I don't remember being particularly what good. What I remember it. about it was Eva Green being yeah. good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but apart from that, I don't... What was that? I remember Eva Green being good as well. Eva Green being good and, and topless a lot. And uh, But apart from that, don't remember much all that much about it i've got both of those on the list to watch um in the next probably next month just to continue the schneider wave which i'm definitely definitely riding did you see justice league in the end andy no i haven't got around to it yet i haven't found four hours to see the film i've largely already seen once but i just will watch, just watch it in well the 40 minute bursts i mean you don't have to obviously yeah <laughs> you, i'm gonna i'm gonna need and i really i really do i really do want to see it because the internet exists like the extra bits have been spoiled mm-hmm. by and large mm-hmm. so i know what is i knew what was going to happen anyway because i already saw it but um like I, I do want to watch it but i just haven't got around to it yet because i do want to be able to sit down and watch at least a good a good mm. chunk of it. I heard a stat today that about it's roughly about ten percent of it that's slow motion. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say that about well, three hundred. The fights that I'm just not a fan of that fight scene style that Zack Snyder does, where it's like they go super fast and then super slow, yeah, and it just keeps cutting. Uh, I just, I however, just don't think it looks good. Despite that, he's committed to that for a long time, and the fact that yeah. he's committed to that from. You know, 300 and two, 2007 all the way through to Justice League in 2021 is like it's a like it's recognizable as a Zack Schneider director. Yeah, exactly. I think it's you can have a visual style, you director know, like quirk. Abrams has got his lens flare and who else? You know, everyone's got a thing. You know, Michael Bay has big shapes that smash into each other. Did you notice much slow mo in the film we're going to discuss today as well? It wasn't I that. did. Oh. It was just a couple of bits. Just There's a couple, a couple of, of bits. bits. Yeah. Compared to 300, I was like, whoa, I can't keep up with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, but the thing is, with Justice League, I saw a lot of people complaining about the slow mo and saying like it amounts to 25 minutes of running time. But the flash stuff needs to be in slow motion. Like, if the flash stuff was in fast motion, that would be ridiculous. Not fast motion, <laughs> but just normal motion. People say, oh, can you remove it? I mean, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what do you do then? I don't know. But That'd be brilliant. You just say, oh, he's, he's done it. <laughs> yeah. Some parts of the Flash were key to the plot, you know, and you needed to see what was kind of happening. But yeah, uh, no, yeah. I, I will, I will get round to watching it at at some point, but it might take a little while. It might take a little while just yet, because I anybody... think primarily the big problem is that it's a, a hard sell. Like by and by, I mostly watch films either with my wife or even if she's doing something else. Like she'll be in the room or around. <laughs> if we put, oh, what are you putting on? Oh, Justice League. Oh, interesting, interesting. How long is it? Because you know, she has to get up quite early to go to work, so it's always something she just keeps an eye on. Um, oh, how long is it? Yeah, four hours. Nah. <laughs> Not like, I, like, but the thing like, is, that, that kind of news could kill her. <laughs> <laughs> thing is, you'd stick on a TV show and like easily just watch four episodes without really. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't tend to do that very often, but I know a lot of people do binge stuff. So, I mean, it's not. I guess Cat, at the point got through the entire like a bit to stop. There's like there's a natural the break. Go, oh, okay, I could stop now. But if it's a film, it's like now. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is the thing. It's broken up into sections and parts with with like a title saying part four, part yeah. three. So it's quite easy to go all right. Fuck this off then. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I want you to watch it though, Andy, because I think I like, if anyone it, should watch it, mm. just this league film. I know, I, I definitely will. And I, I didn't. We, we make fun of some of the bits of it, but I didn't dislike the the last one. There are there are bits of it that are that are perfectly perfectly good. Now you see, I thought I didn't dislike it, but then I think as time went on and I thought about it more and I sort of read more about it and saw like saw scenes that I'd only seen once in the cinema, and I've seen them again. That was when I started to get a bit frustrated by it. Not enjoy it so much. Well, for me, I think the whole thing with a Justice League movie is that. Justice League are some of my favourite comics ever that I've ever ever read. A particularly like a particular era of them. You've how's your read through going, Luke? I know you've yeah. jumped on them as well. I've read the first couple of volumes. I think I think I'm on volume four. Mark Wade's written a lot of this one, and it, um, it's still good. But uh, I'm missing the sort of gra- when Grant Morrison Grant, writes. Grant it, there's, stuff. It's sometimes so there's so much happens between two panels. I feel like I've missed an issue. Like what? <laughs> How has that much happened between this panel and the next? But um, but it's just it's just Grant Morrison is like that. Sometimes. And that's the thing. Like I know that I know that a straight adaptation of a particular book wouldn't doesn't always translate to a to a film. But if I imagine what could have been done with you know uh, parts of like the Rock of Ages arc or even the the first one even new world order where they're brought together not by dark seed and you get to keep him for a bit later and you do a um you know you do like a white martians or something like that first you could do some really great stuff with it i think and this is an experience and we'll talk about horror in a moment but when it comes to when it comes to the dc movies i think they were so hampered by a corporate desire to hurry up and do a team-up movie like Marvel were about to do. Um, I think if they had held the line and done their build-up a little more slowly and had committed to, you know, you could have almost used the Marvel marketing and the build-up to your advantage and said, oh, hey, they've done their team-up and now we're building towards it. You know, we're introducing a Flash and a Green Lantern and all that. If you'd have focused on individual films that were really solid to begin with that slowly build up to it rather than having um, what Batman v Superman introduced three members of the Justice League in in an email attachment. Yeah. <laughs> and then have, yeah. uh, you know, and also have it that, that you're trying to mash together two huge huge graphic novels that are not related at all you're trying to do death of superman and like the dark knight returns in the same movie and do what Zack snyder does very well which is take fantastic visual cues and recreate them there's almost a a desperation to tick as many of these iconic moment boxes as you can when you've got all of this source material it's not like 300 which is quite a contained thing it's a huge, huge wealth of really iconic material and a little bit of restraint might have made it a very different story. But 
<laughs> in summary, I am going to watch it and I'm sure it'll be fine. Maybe it's just one of those things where he was like, this might be my only chance to get yeah. some of these moments on the big screen. Like, That's ever. True. Yeah, I mean, I used to be a bit more like that, but now I kind of feel like it won't be long until we've got an X-Force proper movie and, you know, all, all the sort of obscu- more obscure stuff. Yeah. Now it feels like everything's ripe for the picking. Or it'd be a TV or... show, at least. Um, which isn't a bad thing. Like The, the Marvel stuff on Disney Plus has been pretty cool. Yeah. The Falcon stuff and all that. Invincible's got a TV show now. Yeah. Have you guys started watching that yet? Have I seen it, yeah. No, not yet. And I'm one behind on Falcon and Winter Soldier as well. You think, like, oh. you know, you would imagine, well, as it is, and there's nothing to do, I'd be well caught up on this stuff. But things <laughs> you get in the way, having to go to work and sleep and stuff. Yeah, yeah. bloody hell. Uh, Invincible, though. I mean, I only read, I've only read the first couple of volumes. You've read quite a lot, Luke. That... Read all of it. All 120. All it. Oh, completed it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> But it yeah. is one of my favourite comic book series. Is This is like a... I mean, as I said, you're probably more well-versed in it to say whether it's a good adaptation, but it feels like a good adaptation. Yeah, totally. It's pretty good. It's pretty much spot on. The casting choices are excellent. Um, yeah. The, uh, Seth Rogen is Alan the Alien. It's pretty <laughs> yeah. spot on. Oh, uh, Jason... I can't pronounce his surname. Jason... So the guy from Brooklyn Nine Nine who plays the sort of crazy guy uh, as yeah, Rex Explode yeah. is mm. such a good casting choice. It works so well. Um, Gillian ja- Gillian Jacobs Gillian Jacobs is Adam Eve. Yeah, there's some great ones. There's some great yeah casting choices. Um, it is really good. I mean, they it feels a bit weird because so much happens in in the. I won't spoil it actually because I'd rather people just watch it or, or read it. Yeah, yeah. It is good though. It's very it good. It's good. Yeah, enjoyed it. Uh, looking forward to more. Is it that's releasing that every week as well? I know they released the first three episodes, but are we getting just an episode every single week? April, April four or something like. That. Oh, so it's only a few days then. Yeah, not too long. Nice. Um, yeah. Anybody seen anything else? Um, I think so. Uh, nothing horror related. I mentioned to you guys we watched kiss kiss bang bang again the other day which you know shane black holds up really well it's really good but nothing horror related apart from not seen that in a while. uh the only thing i've been doing is i've been playing the ghostbusters game the remastered version on the ps4 uh yeah it's really good like i know a lot of people think of this is like because it's the same voice cast it's the same cast sorry as the originals so people think of it it's kind of like a this could have been what the third movie was but uh yeah Love the love the voice acting, love the music. So far, revisited quite a lot of places from the first uh, from the first movie. So yeah, it's a great hit of nostalgia, really and, it pl- and it plays really well as well. Um, it's a, it is quite difficult, but you know, once you get get your head around the basics, it can be. Can the be big fun. question though, Ben, is how does Buster make you feel? So far, Buster makes me feel kind of frustrated because I'm getting knocked on my ass like every five seconds by a ghost, and I feel like it's just getting on my tits a bit but it does make me feel good <laughs> it does make me feel good mostly busting mostly makes me feel good yeah but it can sometimes become frustrating, if you're, able, become frustrating if you're unable yeah. to bust effectively i guess 
because I started watching the cartoon as well, like the the real Ghostbusters cartoon, and pretty much every plot point is centered around the ghosts getting out of that big. What's it called? The big <laughs> the red ghost. Thing. The red thing. The big ghost thing, yeah. containment yeah. unit in the. And I just think sort that out. If the ghosts are getting out every episode, sort that out. Either get rid or get something new or do yeah, something different yeah. with the ghosts. Fire the ghosts chuck, into space. Chuck them in the bin. I don't know. Exercise them. Leave them in the church. Yeah, just do something. It's just, it's just ridiculous. And Slimer is an absolute liability. Don't keep him around. He's things are going wrong all the time, and it's like Slimer, get rid of him. <laughs> don't let, don't let him live with you. For God's sake, madness. Don't bring him to work, even if he lives there. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, apart from go. that. I think pretty sure that's all I've seen. Just, just all I've Zack done. Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. Do we refer to every film that Zack Snyder has made oh, as wait. Zack Snyder's version of this now? <laughs> Definitely. I think you have Not to. I've just, re- yeah. I've just remembered I also did watch Slacks, which I mentioned last week. Oh yeah. Uh, the movie the movie about killer genes. Uh and yeah, it was good. It was a good it was a v- quite a slick horror comedy. Deaths are inventive. There was kind of like a message in there about capitalism. That got a little bit lost in all the denim after a while, but yeah, good fun. And again, a nice short movie. You know, we discussed obviously host being like what less than an hour. This is like an hour and fifteen minutes. So, oh, I'll definitely watch that. I could watch that three and three quarter times. <laughs> there we go. Three and three quarter times. You can have Justice League going at the same time as Slacks, which you watch three times, and then yeah, yeah. there we go. There that's go. it. Cool. Dawn of the Dead. Zack Snyder's Dawn of, Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead, Zack Snyder. So I was thinking this recently. So, so we haven't actually covered the original Dawn of the Dead on this podcast. Oh, that's right. We've done Night of the Living, right? Because I thought we death. did. So we've done Night of the Living. We've done Day of the Dead. We've done Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2. We've done Shaun of the Dead. But, but not we've not Dawn done of Dawn of the Dead. So now we're doing Dawn of the Dead, but not the original. How does that I make have a guilty... Admission that I've never seen the original Dawn of the Dead. I don't know why. Oh, okay. And I was going to watch it this week, but never got around to it. I'm um, not. Sure. I don't think you're alone, Luke. I, I I know that I've seen it, but it's been so long, and I've seen this version so many more times that this is so much more familiar. We've also done one cut of the dead. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, in any uh, Return of the Living Dead. Return of the Living Dead, I love. It's one of my favourite yeah. zombie movies. We should do that someday. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's have a look. Okay, so Dawn of the Dead is a 2004... Oh, sorry, it's gone. <laughs> There's 2004 American action horror film directed by Zack Snyder, written by James Gunn. Uh, it's a remake <laughs> of the George A. Romero 1978 film. It stars Sarah Polly, Ving Rames again popping up on this podcast more often than probably you, Andy. Uh, <laughs> Jake <laughs> Weber, <laughs> the stats. Mackie Pfeiffer. A handful of human survivors take refuge in a suburban Milwaukee, Wisconsin shopping mall, which is surrounded by swarms of zombies. Yeah. Cool. So IMDb has it at 7.3. Rotten Tomatoes has 75% critic score and a nice chunky 77% audience rated. Letterbox is at 3.4. Um, some choice reviews here. Uh, Unit 105 said best remake and probably the best zombie flick ever. 
need to revisit the original again, but this might have it beat. Five stars. Oh. Interesting. Vomit Lee <laughs> said, doo-doo, half a star. Um, <laughs> added by, oh, that's just says, added by Meals says, Dog shit, dog shit, dog shit, dog shit. <laughs> Zack Snyder should kill himself for making this disgrace of a movie. Jeez. Wow. Two stars. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, whichever, however you feel about this as a remake or Zack Snyder as a director, like, yeah, I, mean, I wouldn't say it's dog shit. Yeah, that, was, that review's in 2019. Um, so maybe he was angry about Justice League, which came out in 2017. Is that right? The original Justice yeah. League. Wow. That, that's gone by really quick. Um, and then Vinicius says, top five filmers the zombie ever. Zack Snyder fucking rules. Five stars. Kind of switches language halfway through his review there. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we asked the Facebook group, guys. Um, the Horror Hangout for advisors. Be sure to go and join. Uh, who we got here? So uh, Dan Butcher said, my brother and I came out of this film shell-shocked. Um, it does what it sets out to do with Plum. Troy, Bo- Troy Burst says, he very much enjoyed the remake. Uh, more modern, faster zombies. Patrick Hoskins said, very good modern update, fast zombies. Bleak ending. Uh, and Tommy Draper said, a brilliant remake. Also, some chap called Andy Conduit-Turner said, there's a lot to enjoy. Oh. So... Yeah. Interesting take. There is, there is a lot to enjoy. <laughs> I do want to spoil all the bits I was going to call out as enjoyable today. No. It seems yeah. like a lot of people hold this film in very high regard. And uh, yeah, apart from Fox. Of... Oh, yeah. yeah. Do, right. do. Let's get him on a podcast and find out what makes him <laughs> tick. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I kind of feel the same, especially with the shell shocked thing. Because I think. This may be the first R-rated film I saw, or 18-rated film I saw in the cinema, at least legally. You know, the first R- 18 I went in as aged 18, or nearly 18. I went to try. I tried to get into it, and they turned me away. And I think we went to watch the day after t- tomorrow, or something like that. Uh, ah. But yeah, I was too young. I was 16 when it came but out. Yeah. Oh, you're 16. So I think I was I was either nearly 18 or just turned 18 or something very close. But I remember going into it with a couple of friends and, yeah, coming out proper shell-shocked where I was just like, I mean, this really affected me. And even now, after watching it again, I had to, like, watch some football highlights or something just to cleanse the palate before I went to sleep because I just feel like <laughs> it's the kind of film that just, like, gets into my dreams just because Fast Zombies scared the living crap out of me. And, uh, yeah, something about this film is just brutal. Yeah, I would, have been, I would have been old enough to uh, go and see it legally. I remember seeing it at the cinema, the old UCI's in Tamworth. I would have gone in with uh, a usual cinema going crowd, perhaps on an orange Wednesday. Next to the evening. bowling alley, or is that uh, so ice, over the, over the way from? The... It's over the way from the bowling alley, but like they're all quite close geographically. But there's like massive fucking roads between them, so you have to go uh, <laughs> under some underpasses to get there. Oh, yeah. The cinema yeah. stands alone. I mean, it's got standard things that you put near a cinema. It's got a Frankie and Benny's there. Yeah. But, um, but uh, yeah, it's by and large stands alone. So we went in the UCIs and we went and watched it. I would have been old enough to see that. I mean, what date did you say it was, Ben? 2004? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so like, like early March. 20s. I'd have been 
early 20s, I'd have probably been working at game at the time, would have uh, nipped out, maybe uh, watched that of an evening. And I remember coming out and really enjoying it. And I think it was, certainly from what I'd experienced at the time, the departure from a traditional zombie movie that still had traditional zombies in it. Obviously, we have 28 Days Later as well, but it's not quite the same. Yeah, it was off Um, the back of that. So it was like two years after 28 Days Later. So off the back of that, I guess, is the early 2000s zombie resurgence. Uh, They had to to run. They had to be fast and brutal. And yeah, there's no escape. And the thing with the zombies is you notice this. It doesn't seem to be tied to just like the build of the actor or the person because i came out thinking oh imagine if you got caught in like a zombie outbreak near the olympic village you'd be done you'd be out of <laughs> anyone but um but then with this one watching this this week i said there are some people who normally look at and think i can run faster than you but even though even the the heavier set or older zombies they're pretty quick on their feet yeah. maybe they just try their hardest because they don't get out of puff yeah, it's like it's like when a mum saves a daughter who's trapped under a car or something when they're using strength that is uh, inaccessible yeah. by normal people, right? For the zombies, they're using a hundred percent of their muscle capability yeah. to, and to get some you know, food. It's mind, mind over matter, and if you've got no mind, essentially, because you're, yeah. uh, you're it don't matter. People, you can just really peg it. Yeah. Uh, I just think, because like, running at the best of times is tough, but running as fast as you can, like away from zombies that run as fast as they can. Oh I, don't my think God. You'd even, I don't think you'd survive. I think there'd be enough of a doubt in your mind that you're going to get away. And the zombies yeah. are never, don't doubt themselves. Zombies aren't having like uh, nah. crises of, of faith. They're, they're just going to go no matter what. They're, I reckon like, you'd know, really go for it. This would be the type of running you do. You know when the speed of running you can achieve when you know, back when we used to go out and you were allowed to go out like to the pub and stuff, when you'd gone out on a night out and then something had gone wrong and you were like running either to something or away from something, yeah. the speed that you're capable of running then, it feels yeah. like your hands go extra flat and you run <laughs> like like um, like the T-1000 when he's chasing a car and you go in it. I still remember doing it. We'd been in, um, it was, we were in Tamworth again on a night out. We were in Dogshit Alley. And this guy had his pizza, and he was goes, "I'll oh, get ready to run, lads," because <laughs> he found his pizza on the floor, and he just shouted something to the tune of, Ahem, "Did you order a pizza? Well, here it is." Then just wazzed it at some window of a house over the fence. And obviously, <laughs> wouldn't have damaged it. It was just a pizza. It would have splattered and then swept. But I remember just running away from that. Like, what did you think was going to happen? Like, someone's going to come out and just like murder you? <laughs> We'd had quite a bit to drink, True, but I can yeah. just I can just still picture. Like in in your mind, at very least, you are running on air. I reckon if you could oh, if you yeah. could capture that running, you could get away from any zombies. I think, but even get... still, I feel like zombies. You know, uh, like dogs in Africa, the way they get their prey is by they just run and never never stop running. Yeah, never and stop they running. chase being I feel like a zombie could do that to you. Like eventually, you'd yeah. be like eventually that that those whatever that it's uh, never going to go. Oh, I'm knackered. I'm knackered. I'm just going to stop. It just constantly run until it. Yeah, even if it's ankles shattered. I think your best chance would be if you can get enough distance until there is something else or there is a distraction. Yeah. If there's a distraction or something like that, then, 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or cli- yeah, I always think about climbing up something. And yeah. what I kind of like about this movie is at least they don't kind of swarm together like in World War Z and turn into like a big mountain of zombies, which would be another stressful. Turn yeah, to a big exclamation yeah. mark when they've seen you then turn into like a crank <laughs> to like open the doors like bees in a cartoon. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, these one these ones are still pretty damn terrifying and you feel like you've got absolutely no chance. And also this movie is like the who's who of uh annoying characters, characters who make bad decisions. Uh well like why are you doing that? Oh for God's sake. It's just nuts. Um this DVD Wild has got character pretty... shifts from like yeah. nice to us. I like that. Back again. I liked it's, yeah, uh... I quite I know what I quite like that as well. Yeah. So there's a certain character who's who is an asshole and then he sort of comes yeah. good come the end. Um oh, you know, my favourite. People can grow. Uh but yeah. Also I was gonna mention on the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever, if, if you've got a physical copy of this, I'm sure you can find it online as well. But the the DVD extras are great. Um, and I remember seeing uh, like Andy, the gun shop owner's like video diary. I didn't watch it this time, but I, I think I'm going to rewatch it. Years. Do you remember I that? Do remember it? Ah, it's so good. Like it's just such a great because obviously for a character you never actually hear speak, but it's quite a big character in the movie. But pin and obviously untimely end as well. It's just great to see it all sort of unfold from a different perspective as well. Yeah. Um, so who we got in the cast? Uh, Sarah Polly. I don't. I sort of recognise from something. She's like our main character. She's a director now. I think she's directed a film called Away from Her, and then another film called Take This Waltz, which I think has got Seth Rogen in. But I think, as far as I'm aware, she's um, quite a critically acclaimed director. And I think this is the only thing I recognised her from. Yeah. Yeah, I Ving Rames. Ving Rames, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Jake Webber, Mike. I don't recognise the name there. I recognise his face, though, this dude. He has been in some. T- I think he's more of a TV show actor. He's definitely been in things like oh, yeah. Law, Law and Order or something like that. Or... Oh, yeah. Uh, Sarah Black. Polly's in Splice. As well. Oh, yeah. Oh, Splice. Of yeah. Of course. Yeah. We've done that. We've reviewed that on this podcast as well. What am I talking about? Sarah Polly, but that's it. That has got to be the only <laughs> other thing I've ever seen. <laughs> other than that, nothing. What? Ty Burrell's in this as uh, Steve Marcus, who I think if anyone's watched Modern Family, it's just insane to see his yeah. range that he can play yeah. such, oh, a, such a douche. This might, this might be like the, one of the big... One of the only moments in film where I felt like as angry as the characters, like he does a certain thing or doesn't do a certain thing, and I'm like, "You fucking idiot! Like, oh, for fuck's sake!" Fuming. Uh, uh, Michael Kelly, that's the CJ guy who I think might be Andy's favourite character yes. in this. Yep. Um, yeah. What do I recognise him from? He's uh, oh, you're, he's. In fact, it's weird. He's the guy in House of Cards who plays the um like the right hand man. Oh, I've not seen it. Oh I've seen him in a few <laughs> things, but I've never put them two like two and two together. That's crazy. It's the yeah. same guy. Uh and who else? Mackie Pfeiffer. Um, obviously who you recognize from Eight Mile. 
Uh, and there's loads. Obviously, is I really like him in this movie, and he does great. The only problem that I have, and the only disappointment I had, was that in my head, having you know remembered another film of the area, Romeo Must Die, for many years between watching it, I thought it was DMX, and I was like, oh, but it isn't. It's Mickey Pfeiffer. <laughs> I think you mentioned that a few weeks ago when we were saying we we're going to watch Dawn of the Dead. You said, oh, DMX, and in my head, I was thinking. It's DMX. Apologies to both of you for there's a few like horror royalty cameos as well. Uh Tom Zavini is a sheriff on TV. Uh Ken Foray. Is that uh, bit where so I haven't seen the remake of Night of the Living Dead for years and years and years. Is that the clip when they're watching Tom Savini? The bit from the end of the remake of Night of the Living Dead. I recognised it as the end of the end of Night of the Living Dead because uh-huh. not the remake, but the original where they're burning bodies towards the end. So yeah, so it, is, is that the Tom Savini bit? Is that from the Night of the Living Dead remake from like 19? Uh, you know, we've, oh, I feel I'm gonna, like it's I'm inspired it. by it. I feel like it's inspired yeah. by it. Inspired by it, perhaps. And then obviously Ken Ferre, who's in the original Dawn of the Dead as well. And this is like a TV um what is he like a religious nut who's yeah, just basically going that, for all those horrible same on same sex marriage this is what's happened god's had enough and he decided to give you a zombie apocalypse it's like, oh cheers mate thinking, oh cheers keenan's dad <laughs> oh yeah keenan's dad yeah <laughs> so he's also in so he's in dawn of the dead he's in texas chains of massacre free um he's been in x files um he's he also appeared in the remake of Halloween, Rob Zombie's remake. Uh, and he's also in The Devil's Rejects, which I watched fairly recently, as like he's got a fairly mi- minor role in that. Uh, also, Matt Frewer, who, I, whenever I hear his voice, I, I instantly sort of know who he is. It's like Max, Max Headroom. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yes. I mean, a very minor role isn't it he's also moloch yeah. in watching yeah. isn't he yeah 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 so obviously uh a zach schneider buddy i feel like he was he my did the voice of some cartoon character i'm gonna quickly go on that uh have a little look at that uh yeah so it's like it's quite a good ca- and obviously there's loads of ah, yeah loads, he, loads the of master, minor characters is it mastermind and the hulk tv show the guy with the big brain okay oh the leader the leader, that's the one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Got the leader. That's oh, cool. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah, so this is one of those films that just kicks off from like pretty much the get go. Straight away. There's like literally okay. a couple of minutes of downtime, right? And then we have one of the best five minute openings of uh, many many horror movies. It is. The 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 opening of this film into the opening credits with the with the Johnny Cash song is outstanding. It's like it's hard yeah. to, to think of anything that's like it's it's proper as soon as it as soon as that song ends, the opening credits, is when you take a breath. Not that I was holding my breath for the whole time. That would be yeah. silly, but metaphorically. Uh it's insane. I can't, I can't think of another film that kind of does that really. It's a great it's a great set piece and I think if we're you know we'll talk a, little, a lot about the director as we go through. Some people being unkind might say that Zack Snyder is a music video director who is, you know, has managed to get Hollywood movies. But you can point that out in an actually very 
positive way. Like, look at how well he does a set piece like this that tells a story that can be quite self-contained in a very short period of time and then gets that musical sting in there as well. It's such a good little opening. There's the little throwaway bit of the hospital at first and I guess maybe so, now with hindsight you get the Shaun of the Dead bits that maybe now make that yeah. feel a bit funny where you're flicking through the radio and it's like yeah. people are very sick and change it over and it's yeah. something else like and that. then you get like a a, a a guy in an ambulance like a, med, a paramedic lying down and suddenly, suddenly sits up as the radio it's quite like not a jump scare but it's like one of those bits to put you on, on edge because there's legs hanging out of the back of a ambulance yeah this is like um, a cat jumping in through the window in a slasher movie yeah. right that it's like oh it's nothing that you worry and, and part of you's thinking nah it wouldn't be starting this quickly or the zombie mayhem yeah. and how wrong we are yeah because <laughs> basically you get one chance the normal telly goes off and they have an emergency broadcast um unfortunately um the guys are having sex in the shower, so they don't they don't get to hear that. And they go they nip off to bed and in the morning it's all too late. And the little girl we saw on the street parking, you know, you know, as uh, Sarah was going into park, Anna, sorry, was going into park, you know, shame that she could skate backwards. Vivian. She's in the doorway with the lips off. Uh, first of all, I think, how did she get in? Because they don't kind of make out that how did you get in our house because she's just a neighbor you left the door uh, open again you left the door open again and i just love the fact that you know something's happened off screen that we haven't seen and we're just like this kid has ended up being turned into a zombie um that's just brutal to think of what could have happened but yeah this whole sequence now is pretty scary i mean zombie kids are scary anyway but this is like extra extra scary yeah yeah, she bites so, the neck of the husband off, all the way yeah. off. So it's just the head and shoulders, and um, <laughs> he's like bleeding on the bed. She's like, uh, put some pressure on it. Um, you're bleeding all over the bed sheets. My favorite bed sheets, and he's like bleeding this is like never crazy. Coming out. <laughs> yeah, um, he he. Uh, I mean, he's dead. Like you're bleeding that much, you're not going to last that long. Um, I'm not a registered nurse. I don't know that, but I imagine so. And anyway, he turns into a zombie pretty quick. He gets up and he looks like he's oh, snitched some dinner. Like he's like looking around <laughs> like, is there like uh, someone cooking bacon? Or and then like uh, instantly he turns around and, and bull rushes. I mean, it's scary, don't it? Because you just think going for in, in this film and in obviously majority of zombie films, zombies don't exist. Zombies aren't a thing. No one knows what a zombie is. So, you know, you can't apply the rules that you've learned from films and video games to real life when it kicks off. Not that you probably would anyway, because you just be like, what the fuck's going on? Um, but the fact that, you know, she's got to react in that split second. Oh, he's bleeding out. Is he dead? Oh, no, he's all right, actually. Oh, no, he's trying yeah. to kill me. Now he's trying to get <laughs> me. And, yeah, the only warning she's had is the fact that the little girl attacked them already that put, that put her on edge. Because obviously... Mm. with when the husband gets his neck bitten off, she shoves her out of the room and she does a great iconic jump up. You know, like a like, yeah, yeah, like, a, Matt, yeah. like a Matt Berry jump that back up was... after being knocked down. <laughs> that, I think that moment was it that moment was in the trailer and I think even in the trailer I remember thinking, Jesus, that's creepy. Yeah. Uh he shoves her into the bathroom, I think right into the sh- shower she somehow she like so kind of slips in. backwards, throws the door closed, but falls into the bath. They're doing all right for themselves, though. They've got an ensuite. 
So, um, <laughs> yeah, very nice. Tiny, tiny window, though, unfortunately. A, bath, a bathtub in your ensuite, though. Square That's footage great. on that place must be impressive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, hang on. Tell a lie. It's a bungalow, isn't it? Because she only, when she comes out, You're they're right. on the ground floor. You're right. So, um, Unlucky. Yeah, the, layout, the layout's different, but. Um, <laughs> Unlucky. We have this pause okay. where she like gets a moment to try and compose herself, and she kind of like calls out to her husband, who's in the um, you know, in the other room still. You're uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that? And then he's like, "No, I'm still the zombie." And he um, smashes his head right through the door. He hears Johnny's there. Still a zombie. Yeah, it's like a here's Johnny moment, but like. Uh... To the extreme, where he's taking a good solid run up at that door to smash his head through it. And he doesn't Brilliant. say anything like, here's Johnny, just says, gah. <laughs> <laughs> just says, <laughs> <laughs> Tasmanian <laughs> devil. <laughs> the scat man. <laughs> I'm the scat man. Oh my god, this <gasps> is worse than I thought. This, this is apocalypse. Scat, zo- zombies not scat, zombies. scat, not scat zombies. You won't be able to get a, a wink of sleep if there's scat zombies everywhere. You just be like, half oh, that. Imagine later, right, when you're outside the, uh, the mall, just to sit on the roof and scab them. <laughs> <laughs> what, like 10,000 10, scat zombies? Just wow. Everyone has, everyone has killed themselves. Everyone has just go, let's just kill ourselves. Suicide pact. Let's end it. <laughs> but that hasn't happened yet. So she escapes from the scat man. She gets out of the window just in time. And this is... This technique should have a name, right? It's like a very specific moment. They did it in Jurassic Park when they're craw- crawling through those vents and they do it several times in this movie where someone has almost escaped and then their leg almost gets got. Like he grabs her by the leg and he's he's going for a pie. Because yeah. obviously she just got out of bed, she's there. But, but she, she, gets, yeah. she gets away, falls out onto the drive <clears throat> and goes out. I have to out think about this because... Obviously, this has all happened when she was in bed, and yeah, terrifying. But I mostly sleep naked, so I'd hate to Which be in the middle. Is not naked. Can you have... mostly just the socks, just the one sock. Mostly naked. <laughs> I mostly sleep naked, but I've got a little, just a little uh, not toe. Not my feet. I've got a toe ring on, <laughs> and I wear a hat. I think it's man gets cold. If it all kicked off, imagine being in a zombie apocalypse, but also naked. Like you got to explain. Sorry, I had to get out of bed real Who quick. You got to explain it to. You? The I don't know. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. A bit embarrassing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's how you get past them. As long as you scared. It'd be like the Sean of the Dead scene. Right. The Sean of the Dead scene where they walk past, <laughs> pretending to be zombies. Or if you were naked, maybe the zombies would be like, he's got to be a zombie because he wouldn't just be walking around naked because that would be mad. Crazy. Yeah. Um, um, she gets in the car. I think was there's a great shot, obviously, gets... before she gets in the car, where she just looks around at the carnage unfolding in the yeah. neighbourhood. Yeah, like a great, great panning shot. It's a great panning shot. Yeah. So things are on fire. People are running around. Her neighbour's aiming a gun at her. He gets flattened by an ambulance. Uh, that's I mean, right. Yeah. Not being cooperative. <laughs> you help people out. Dick yeah. Oh, exactly. Then her husband just comes like. She comes out the front door. Like, what's going on here then? And I mean, this, this is a great shot as well. I think when she's driving away, 
yeah, it's great. And he, he thumps the windscreen, but then she tosses him off and he um, chases after the car. <laughs> he does the Terminator 2 run after, yeah. The, yeah. after the car. He's so so yeah. easily distracted, though. He's like, literally, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Oh, there's someone else over there. I'm going to get them. <laughs> that, that's that's scary. How get, that's how you get away from those zombies. You need to run past someone who's slower than you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, great. Well, so there's, there's, there's a person there's who's only like... you and athletes left, you good. <laughs> yeah, who who would be left in a zombie apocalypse? Well, Mo Farrow. <laughs> Mo Farrow. Because he's a distance um, runner as well. He'd be, he'd be, he'd be king. Oh of the yeah, world. he'd be gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as she's driving away, there's this woman who's like, "Please help me," and she just she just does that thing where you pretend you haven't heard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just, just, yeah. Yeah. The yeah. Um, someone tries to carjack her at some point as well. Yeah. He gets the door open, he's grabbing the wheel. She's like, oh, get the fuck out, mate. Yeah. Is that what doors in these bad neighborhoods. drives her off the road, right? That is what yeah. drives her off the road, because she, she gets through weaving through abandoned cars and a petrol station exploding, that great aerial shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're right, that's when the guy tries to carjack her and she floors it off like the central reservation like off the edge of oblivion off the freeway you'd be so annoyed wouldn't you like i've literally just left the house you know what i mean <laughs> i know i'm out into yeah. a zombie apocalypse but i've just left the house and i'm already Did crashed carjacking me mate what was what was who was trying to get you right then you could have just asked nicely for a lift i was Absolutely scatting <laughs> scared me to death yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah and then as she loses consciousness it just it's the opening credits which is like this weird. All the I like the effect of all the titles because it's like they're made of blood, but then they're like blown away by a straw. Oh. <laughs> like that thing you do in art class when you're a kid. Yeah, exactly. Blown, blown the watercolors. The the song is when the man comes around, which is a great oh, song. Cool. The man indeed, the man he was talking about was the the scat man. Yeah, um, when it's the a great man Johnny Cash song comes around. It yeah. is a great Johnny Cash song. Yeah, it's just one of those grim, like yeah. Just a really grim song. Uh, a metal band used to put it on as they were coming out on stage. Oh, really? Yeah, one, pretty... one of the biggies. I can't remember who it was. But soundtrack-wise, this this film's got it going on. Really, like it's got loads of interesting stuff. It's got. Uh, oh yeah, Richard Cheese. Two versions of Down with the Sickness. One by Richard yeah. Cheese, oh, yeah. and one yeah. by uh, uh, who did it originally? Destroyer. Uh, what can I think of that? That's mad. That's My annoying. You know, band I would band say you have the best rock, rock music oh, credentials of all this of us. Do you? Is the way... Or do you just like that one song? No. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a bit in that song where it's just like, the well, the lead singer or whatever character is in the song fighting with his mum for like about 40 seconds. It's just so strange. He's like, God, get away from me, mum. Why are you going to be such a bitch? It's just a very odd. <laughs> what moment. is that in the Richard Cheese one? The... No, well, it's in the Disturbed one, but I don't know if Richard Cheese does it. I saw Richard Cheese at Sonosphere. <laughs> when I think of that song, like now with the sickness, I always think of stickdeft.com. Do you ever use it on stickdeft.com? <laughs> very <laughs> early, early. Oh, really in, um, in the Newgrounds era. Yeah, yeah. the guy who made, like, tons and tons of animations and games with just stick, stick men dying. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty, he's oh, probably yeah. in a place now. Um, but they that did like a music video for Down with the Sickness, and it was it was really good. Those videos were great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the it's soundtrack great, it's just a great soundtrack. Got, 
loads of great choices, loads of little unnerving choices, but also like cool little amusing moments as well. Places, you could say. A little bit disturbing. What the disturbed singer explained to me what's going on. He's always got like that. Big old. Yeah, that's it. Draymond. Um, <laughs> big lips. Yes, I don't know. It's so like a weird chin lip. What? What is it actually? <laughs> it's like a big because it doesn't look like it's going through. It's kind of just there. Have you heard their cover of uh, "Sound of Silence"? Yeah, that's what. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that song. You can't put it on now and not get goosebumps. Like it's a great, it is. Great. It is really good. If someone said to you, "Listen to the disturbed version of "Sound of Silence," you'd be like, "Get out." <laughs> but no it's great it's really good um so she's crashed we have a musical interlude um with the man coming yeah. around and, and the then we her in the face yeah and he says say <laughs> something mine. and it better not be scat and she goes oh please don't i mean hello <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if she... just the wrong time to fuck with him but he looks serious so she doesn't scat she just says oh say something don't bother, mate. <laughs> Don't bother, mate. And she goes, oh, all right, then. This is, um, this gives me, like, Ben, you're a fan. Does some of the dialogue in this... You're a fan. Does it give, um, give you big, like, original Resident Evil 2 vibes? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I did? Yeah, I know what you mean. Resident Evil 2, like, just track like if it was more about getting across the city to the mall, like, it really would have felt like that. The fact it's in the daytime... A little bit less. Um, also, I was thinking about this in the daytime. Something about zombie apocalypse when it's nice and sunny out. Terrifying. Feels worse yeah. if if anything. And you'd be talking about running. You'd be too hot straight off. Absolutely <laughs> boiling. They'd just be like, oh, I've got to take all these clothes. But if you were naked, you would be uh, maybe all right. But yeah, I think go. Ving Rames. Ving Rames is a guy you want on your side because yeah. he's got a pump action shotgun. Uh, he looks like he's take, takes absolutely no shit. I'd say, Ving, can I get on your shoulders? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one carried me. look like a bitch. <laughs> what does Marcellus Wallace look like? Tall, really tall. So can I get on your shoulders, please? <laughs> tall and like someone who would be fine carrying me. Um, also, you could like point out the zombies when you're on his shoulder. Uh, Six o'clock. Yeah. Four. Okay. I'm, I'm everyone's a winner one. but they don't think of it foolishly they head through an underpass and they meet another couple of characters another couple of survivors we have our tv repairman um slash like de facto leader as he becomes and then a a young couple is that why hang on is that why sean and sean dead is a tv salesman is it could be i mean no, and then again is mm, i haven't seen original donna dead so when yeah. was he a TV salesman in that? I don't know. I don't even remember there being a character called Michael in the original Dawn of the Dead. Maybe there is. I don't know. Can't remember it well enough. Also, here in Wikipedia, it describes Mackie Pfeiffer's character as petty criminal Andre. Is that how he introduces himself? Petty criminal. Ving Rames says, oh, better someone that repairs right. TVs than steals them. As a, as a policeman, I know everyone's criminal record. I can look at you <laughs> like Robocop. So does that mean they've got... Is that supposed to suggest that they've got a bit of a history, or is he just making a wild accusation? He's got he's the local Bobby on the beat, so he probably knows his mom yeah. and everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, because wow. because later on he says something like he's been down to do the 
to put the power on again and i i wasn't sure if he meant in this scenario or like he'd done it like as the police officer call the police the power's down stop wasting my time <laughs> call the electricity board but no but he does know but yeah mickey factor doesn't introduce himself as petty criminal um but he is one apparently we learn so they have a little bit of an altercation because um ving rames kenneth is heading to the military base where they've been told to head as the security place um but that's the way he's going but they've just come from that direction and they point out that it is hellish over there so they don't want to go it's quite it's quite effective when michael says we came from that workplace and it's hellish back when there was eight of us yeah shit and this is one of those moments. There are so many bits of this film where the story of how they got there could be something in itself. In a, it was a less cynical world in 2004. If this had come out in, I don't know, 2010 onwards, there would have been a tie-in comic that had those eight people. Yeah. Well, this is what I was thinking. Like This film, I think, made me think I'd love a TV show based on like zombie apocalypse. And now, obviously, we've got one <laughs> we've got two we've got probably loads uh but obviously one big one 10 series worth i remember thinking oh, i'd love to see just like a big just like a really long like episodic series hour-long show like with survivors and people uh and their relationships and stuff and obviously the comic i've, I've probably when when did the original comic of walking dead come out it was a few years it's after this around a number of years though so i bet it can't be that much of a distance i'll yeah. look it up uh but yeah so that really captured what this get what this film gave me the taste for was something like that and the fact that we got it as well was was great um because yeah a lot of the time with these characters what we don't sort of know about them and the, or their stories about how they end, Whoa, end up hang on a sec, 2003 oh shit the comic started uh, comics. oh i def i definitely didn't start the punch then. Years. <laughs> he's got the fiber optic broadband there um <laughs> yeah uh, no, I got a, I got a completely different story that um, has been a that's of interest. While we're talking The Walking Dead, apparently they've announced that they're going to be republishing it in full color. Oh, interesting! Is it necessary? But kind of want to watch, have a look at it. Anyway, sorry, but yeah, yeah I'll have a little look at that. Um, yeah, so they beat me <laughs> to the punch, actually. But yeah, you're right, Ben. Like, I think. There is an appetite here for, and it really drives into the fact that this could be like a multifaceted story that spins off in all these different directions, and everyone you meet has their own history that you don't get to see or experience, which especially might with, be interesting to see. Especially with a character like CJ, who does start off as a douche, but kind of ends up being a bit of a hero. Like it'd be great to see sort of a really tr- a great character arc of his as he goes from douchebag to. The nice guy was well, nice guy, but you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, that kind of dead, feels like it happens quite Darryl quickly. Does. I've not seen The Walking Dead. No, I think Daryl's always okay. a fairly nice guy. Um, but yeah, still, I like seeing those character arcs. So the fact that they happen over the course of like an hour and 40 minutes in these movies is fine. Uh, but still, lots of potential, I felt. Also, hour and 40 minutes, this one. You had it down now, Zach. That would have been fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was a Tell a complete story in an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> I think um, I did watch what was the director's cut. 
of this. Oh my, yeah, but it wasn't. Shorter. I think it was still. It was a bit shorter. <laughs> you just cut it. Well, just did four see. by three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think it was much longer, really, than the than the cinematic cut. I don't know. It's an extra, an extra couple of bits in that musical interlude. But um, <laughs> to take us back to the story, I guess. So they have a little debate about they don't want to go back that way. Um, said, oh, we're going to the mall. And as luck would have it, have it, it's just at the top of this hill that they're standing right next to. So they walk up and they um, they see the mall. Um, we get a little bit of a, an action sting as they walk in. They see, and there's a fleeting moment where it might be a normal guy walking along as they're trying to get into the door. And then he turns and his buddy arms off and he sprints at them full pelt. More zombies are right behind him and the guy's scramble and manage to get into the mall and they they mm. find their way in and by and large it's it appears to be abandoned and they go to the um you know they they find themselves a center by the fountain and then they send a couple of people to foolishly go off individually on their own and um <laughs> and and investigate to see if there's see if it's secure right mm. yeah uh, and it pretty much just kicks off. Michael finds like a guy in a cupboard eating. Well, I say a guy, a zombie in a, in a cupboard eating another guy, and He's they get into a bit of fisticuffs. Yeah. He's noshing down on a guy, not in that way, mate. I know what you're thinking yeah. about, but unfortunately, <laughs> Any, um... not in a nice way. In bad noshing. The very na- <laughs> bad noshing. Very bad, very bad, bad noshing. He's, He's eating. Really scoffing him, isn't he? Yeah. He's, um... <laughs> And he's foolish. When we were looking at this, I was watching this with Karen, and he puts down his crowbar and takes a croquet mallet. And I was like, crowbar's better. Yeah. Too heavy. His arm was was aching. Crowbars are quite... uh, They're not not that heavy, I don't think. Have I even held a crowbar before? (laughs) Are they real? They're really real. real? What? The government's lying to you. (laughs) A bar shaped like a crow. crow. A bar shaped like a crow. It. I mean, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever held a crow. No, I must have done at some point. That's yeah, so much fun to hold, Luke. I recommend it. When we can go back out, nip to B and Q, just have a go on one. What do you have? What do you have a crowbar for? Nip to B and Q. How get many wooden box? How many wooden crates are you ripping over? Get a crowbar. Just you're prying into balaclava. things. Go and get a balaclava. Prying and... into people's business. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, the sticky ba- the the wet bandits slash sticky bandits they had crowbars that was their go to weapon. I have two crowbars, so I can use them as a like the wet bandits do. Yeah, and they're <laughs> excellent. Link like... crowbars up. Ding. I think it, out of the household item become weapon uh, genre, the baseball bat is my my go to, my favorite. I think. Because there is some... that's a, that's a, that's used for baseball. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, this country, who, 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 baseball bats. No one has a crowbar. No one has a bit. But in the same, in the same sense, if I'm going to pick up yeah. anything, I'm, I, I've actually got a sword yeah. inside the house. But I wouldn't use that. I'd use a, cr- a baseball bat because they're so swingable. And like, they want the baseball bat as well. They make the yeah. best noise when they hit someone's head. Not that I've ever done that. But you know. <laughs> I guess a hockey stick would be pretty decent. Not like an American yeah. style, but like a UK one. A field hockey stick. And the yeah. ball's really hard as well. You could sweat take it out at someone's I reckon, range. I reckon hammer. Because, you know, you can mix it up. You can go for the claw end and you can go for the blunt end. I'd be worried if it gets uh, stuck. King. I oh, think yeah, that's true. it might get like a bit 
Yeah, you need uh, something with a long, with a long. You need something with a bit of reach. Yeah, that's why you have your crowbar and the hammer because you could hook them in like they've done like a bad raw variety performance act and like hook them and then hammer them. I think if you're ever getting combo-y, you put too, like a cricket bat in Shaun of the Dead. You just want something that can bosh at this bosh at a distance. You if you're discuss... doing combo, if you're planning stuff out, it's going to go wrong. There was I think um... if you if you had enough time to really get used to it though, you practice in the open space in the mall, learn all your moves. Yeah. When yeah. I was uh, when I was like 18, 19, and I used to work in B- the B&Q Gardening Centre, I gave this a hell of a lot of thought. I thought, if there was a zombie apocalypse and I was just at work one day, uh, what could I use? There was this great thing, which was like on a really long stick, and it was like, you, I think you used it to like saw big like branches off of a tree, uh, like a serrated edge, and it was like almost like a, what's the Grim Reaper thing called? Scythe. Almost like that, but oh, serrated. Okay. And I always used yeah. to think this would be absolutely brutal to just swing at someone because it's a real long reach, like probably extended as well, an extendable arm. So if I needed to like hit a zombie from really far away or from up, I was yeah. on top of a building and I wanted to slice him down. Again, I think anything, sh- anything stabby is probably not the way to go. You need a bludgeoning tool, a bludgeon. I think. Yeah. An axe would be pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> this is a household axe. <laughs> this one in my household axe has got one in the kitchen drawer, mate. If you've got a, you know, wood burners or all the thing, if you've got some hatchets for chopping up your logs. Oh, yeah. That's satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I reckon it's all the H's hatchet, hammer, or heavy crowbar. (laughs) (laughs) Baseball bat. Yeah. Yeah. It's all good. But are there any bad choices for weapons in this? I mean, I guess the croquet mallets kind of naff. Yeah, croquet mallet, beach balls. (laughs) Like a big ladle. This is dead rising. It's like beef. Yeah, it is effectively. Um, Tennis racket. It's no good. But if someone saw was played dead, dead rising, they're like, oh yeah, I know what to do. And they get the lawnmower out. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a good idea. Not a good the lawnmower go. though. My lawnmower gets like st- stuck when it, when I've been mowing the grass for like three or four minutes. Like yeah. imagine it with actual zombie flesh. With that, what it was purposely designed for. What imagine it was actually it was designed for. Yeah. Zombie- <laughs> and he's stuck again. <laughs> Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Get refund. Yeah. Uh, okay. So they go into the mall. Oh, he picks up the the mallet. Picks up the mallet. Bad choice, Mister. Because uh, it busts as soon as he hits him. I could have told you that. Look how thin that stick was. But it busts it. But thankfully, um, yeah. it does leave a sharp edge. So I guess this is for us and the characters to learn that. If you smash the heads up, then they're gone because he pokes it in his gob and gets mm-hmm. him in the brain. Meanwhile, the others get attacked by a zombified mall security guard and he pushes Kenneth in the water. It's yeah, all very works. splashy, but they they shoot him and he's twitching around in there. He's scatting in the water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's scatting right that. Yeah. Uh, and then the other, there's other free security guards who are working... I don't know, night shift or something. Uh, I think they're CJ just all, Bart- they're just staying upstairs, aren't they? Because after yeah. this, the, the gang all regroup and there's some injuries because um, Kenneth nicked his arm on a bit of the fountain, and they need to get they need to get cleaned up. Um, so they head upstairs only for the lifts to open, and CJ and his security boys are upstairs, and they've they're captured. And yeah. this is very James Gunn dialogue, I think, when they when they first meet in the little standoff. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, what they say? It's just, uh, it's just quite sharp and punchy, and they're like being yeah. threatened, saying, "I'll oh, give us your guns, I'm giving you shit." Yeah. So Luda, so um, Andre's wife Luda's been bitten at this point, hasn't he? But I don't think anyone's. I don't think anyone knows she's been bitten, but also they haven't established the rules of, you know, no one understands that bites are the things that turn people. So when people are bitten, I think uh, Andre even says to her, oh, nearly bit your arm off. Like, "Ah, that's funny, is it? Have a laugh about it, is it? Nope. I always think about this with zombie bites. So it's pretty much a zombie bite. No matter how small the bite, it is eventually going to kill the person who's been bitten and then turn them. Is that what we're meant to believe? Yes. If we're going by Resident Evil movie, it's one by or scratch, mm. or or uh, if you've got a green, if you've got a green herb, you're fine. Yeah. Well, if you're a main character, then you're fine. But if you're <laughs> yeah. if, if you're anyone else, then then you're then you're done and you're got. Because um, here's here's the question. So does that mean it's transferred by saliva? Because I'm assuming the teeth do the do the ripping of the flesh and the saliva gets into the blood or something. That's yeah. gotta be how it works, yeah. right? I guess they're like Komodo dragons. And like, you know, they've just got such filthy mouths that you'll be infected. They... <laughs> is that a thing? Yeah. Like they're not poisonous, but their mouths are so full of bacteria if they get you, then you're oh, you dirty you, you, you die you, you die got... of poorliness really quick. Oh brush your bloody teeth, you dirty Komodo dragon bastard. <laughs> 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 yeah. So um so yeah, that, that's what you got to get. And if you get a, a little tiny bit in you, then it's going to get you at a variable time. Some people, hours. Some people go from fine to zombie in 10 minutes. Because if you had like a teeny, you know you're gonna turn teeny to a tiny little bite, if you had a teeny tiny little bite, like it just bit you and it was almost like your cuticle on your fingernail had just been ripped off or something, would that like, I don't know, kill you in a year? And then you, can, then you come back as a zombie? Like... I guess exactly. it depends as well, yeah. can we, and we don't address it in this movie, but maybe if it's like um, brain dead, if you pointed it and say, oh, Zengaya, and then chop the bit off quick enough, then yeah. you'd be all right. Oh, yeah. Because obviously, that's the way with, be. Um, I mean, with The Walking Dead, they established that no matter how people die, they'd eventually come back as zombies, which I think is yeah. an interesting, unique, t- unique take on it. And they even like kind of address that a little bit in this movie don't they where someone dies who hasn't been bitten and they say wait she's gonna come back oh no she didn't get bitten so mm. makes sense yeah um, so right now this but they don't they don't establish it yet and you're right though ben because at the moment they don't know that it's a that it's a thing but they still don't mention it anyway like she with hindsight and having seen the film before you see that she rubs her arm and then pulls a sleeve down um, and then later we see, you know, the, the the husband say like, "Oh no, look, he didn't bite your arm off." But this, they just choose I mean, not to mention it. This is a zombie movie trope that you know is pretty much in every zombie movie, isn't it? Like someone's been bitten and they're hiding it. Like, yeah. I know, I know that's how people would act in real life. Uh, but yeah, I suppose this is probably the most unique spin on that, considering it's a pregnant woman who gets bitten. Yeah, and this is like you know in modern times, this is like the person who's stifling that cough and still going to the supermarket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There just we a go. Tickle, just a tickly throat. I had some onions. But, um... <laughs> Have you been bitten? Like obviously, Ving Rhames has got an injury. <laughs> Have you been bitten? Nah, I just whacked it on the fountain. That sounds like a lie. 
<laughs> just whack my arm on the fountain. Don't lie, Ving. But they're they're captured. Um, CJ takes control of it. He's definitely like the leader, and then he has like his number one lackey, and then like a young like trainee security guard who's just kind of going along with things. He doesn't trust the guys because he thinks if you let people in, then they will ruin the safe setup they have. To be and fair, he's, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah. if, if if you remain vigilant to that point, you're probably going to be okay. It's only because you let these people in that the shit eventually hits the fan. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. He says, we're going to let the wrong ones in. And they were the wrong ones. Well, um, (laughs) a woman in a wheelbarrow who's clearly been mauled (laughs) and is definitely infected 100%. No matter what you think, she's definitely infected by something. Yeah. Maybe the her arm is already a zombie. Yeah, <laughs> the arm's trying to get you already. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, he hasn't hey. got to deal with that yet because first thing first, under CJ's rule, he locks them in like a like a furniture shop or something to sleep in. So oh, you'll the be t- all right in there. Toilets aren't real in there though. No, can't I go. wouldn't have re- I wouldn't have realized until after I'd been that when I turn around to flush and then I go oh shit. It's uh. <laughs> There's no water in that Just one. Just a pipe onto the floor. And a shit in it, sorry. Sorry, um, everyone. But he puts, them, he puts them in there, and then he kind of... <laughs> That's just it for now, right? They escape the next day? Because when they first go so. to the roof? Yeah. Yeah, so the next day, um, they, they get let out, don't they, pretty much? She, uh, Sarah Polly says about needing the toilet, and the apprentice dude just lets them out, doesn't they? And then yeah. CJ's not happy when they all go up there. But... Um, then there's a power shift pretty much immediately, yeah. isn't there? They where... steal the guns. They, up to, they go up to like make a sign because he says, oh, like our TV repairman kind of like plants some ideas. Oh, I'm, you've got a really good setup here and I think it's great what you've done. But obviously you probably thought of a really good idea about putting a sign on the roof so the helicopters can find us. He goes, oh yeah, we'll, we'll do that tomorrow. And he said that they've, they've been let out to do work and then you're right. 
they turned the apprentice against him and beat the other two up and chuck them chuck them in the cells. Tables yeah. are turned. The tables are turned, mate. Uh, and then we're introduced to obviously a guy who's on on the roof of a gun shop across the across the car park called Andy, who's got a lovely sniper rifle um, and a lovely whiteboard as well, which is how he's so communicating. He so yeah, he, I think he with, just, what does he do? He asks ask for info at one point. Yeah, go on. Yeah, so. he asks if they've got any info, and I'm not sure they're having the back and forth. And we we do some shooting a little bit later on, but. How much stock do you think your average gun shop has? Like in terms of how many bullets are there in a gun shop? Are you thinking, can he just not <laughs> kill all the zombies? Is if he did, hey, if he was doing, like, he's got some food, he knows he's got a limited supply. Yeah. While he's rationing his food and everything and getting through that. If he spent eight, ten hours a day just shooting yeah. zombies. I mean, I mean, how many zombies? Later on, there's like, when they're escaping in the trucks, there's like thousands of zombies, right? Yeah, I reckon there's a good twenty thousand out there. Yeah, as, I don't know. As, you as, need as, some amazing stock levels to get through them all. This is the thing, though. He's got he's got a sniper rifle. I'm assuming he's got like he's got at one point they get bullets for nine millimeter and like a three fifty seven magnum, and I'm sure he's got loads and loads of guns. Mm-hmm. I reckon he could be onto something, Andy. I reckon. You could at least get a fair way through them so that there's less of a threat. I know it'd just be, and also there'll be a big massive pile. A lot of the zombies won't be able to get to you because they'll be just surrounded by dead ones. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I mean, does he even want to leave? What what Sandy's plans at this point? Right now, he's, that... sat, he's sat on the roof. He's locked in, and they're absolutely waiting, starving. Waiting for a plan. They're waiting to be rescued right now, right? So yeah. the guys are putting yeah. signs up to attract yeah. the military helicopters. Yeah. I think it's a good enough plan as the one that they've got because the one that they've got is, while it's all right, I mean, <laughs> they fuck it up big time, don't they? Fuck up. So I've got a lot of problems with that, but we'll get to that. Yeah, but for now, that's their that's their plan that they are that they're they're making these signs and basically waiting for rescue, and I guess it's at this point that we see after a short this short interlude and this discussion on the roof that we see the people arrive we see the truck mm-hmm. coming along yeah i think there's maybe been a broad one thing we missed which is probably key was we've seen a broadcast on tv which is kind of explaining that you shoot them in the head in order to yes. kill them um, yeah we did see the broadcast with keenan's dad and with um tom's yeah. the sheriff talking about shooting them in the head yeah. so they know this now and then, and the next morning, which is just before all this stuff we just discussed happened, the broadcast is completely gone. All the TVs, all the TV signals are dead, and we're obviously made aware that, yeah, shit's pretty much got as bad as it's gonna get, because even the TV ain't on. Not even CFAX. Can't even, can't even play that <laughs> anymore. C-Fax. I wanted, to, I wanted to watch final score. There's no football happening. What? Shit. CFAX still a thing. Surely it can't be right. I don't think so. Or, I th- teletext. I think... Which one is the more powerful entity? Ah, oh, teletext. Uh, the only, yeah, I think they're both gone. I only know this because of the BBC comedy This Country, where I think uh, one of the characters mentions, "Ah, oh, he would have loved to have been around for the demise of CFAX because he hated that." <laughs> <laughs> Just missed it. Ah, oh, CFAX went down, and I missed it. Shit. <laughs> yeah. So. That's funny. Rest in peace, CFAX and Teletext. But um, 
yeah, not even there working anymore. So you're right, they've lost all that information. And so now things are getting worse. And I'm not sure if it's before or after this truck arrives, but we do see a helicopter go over and the guys talk to themselves, think that they're going to be, they're going to be back and they begin to debate, nah, they ain't. I wouldn't be completely hopeless. If I saw a helicopter go over, I, I wouldn't be like gutted that they didn't pick us up then and there. I'd be like, well, they've seen us. They know we're here. Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they won't. But at least it shows that people are out there. Authorities. I don't know. Everyone kind of gets oh, a bit negative at this point. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's for the best. Maybe I'm just ever the optimist. You'd be right. You'd be cheering them on. But they, uh, they're not. Um, Kenneth, in particular, is keen to get rescued because his brother is at the um, his oh, brother yeah. is Fort, at the army base. He's going to be waiting for him. Fort Pastor, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, um, a truck full of survivors just starts flying across the the car parks, smashing loads of zombies to death. What are they doing? Are they beeping the horn? <laughs> yeah. It's causing a load of fuss. Playing for the uh, ice cream van music, but where they're all chasing <laughs> after him. Um, yeah, and they're mowing them all down, and the guys run to the loading dock to mm. to open the door and let them in. But then this is one of those things that this is just maybe it's, it's a very genuine and real moment. They just get a bit confused, and it's like, oh, they're, what they're doing? And they reverse up to the they reverse up yeah. to the door, and um, he goes, oh, I'm going to open it. I'm going to open it. Um, and Andre doesn't want to open the door, but you. He goes along with him and he and he helps him get it open, and then they realise the people are actually on top of the truck coming in. Yeah, over the roof, like oh fuck, I've opened the door now, and they <laughs> have to rush to get it shut. To be fair, like that's exactly the kind of thing that would really happen, wouldn't it? Just a misunderstanding slash miscommunication. These zombies, though, there's no room for uh, error because as soon as you see one, or one sees you, they're all on you. So they think they've uh... both got pretty good shots. Like they both get a few yeah. headshots in without much practice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, maybe they both have, have had practice. Maybe they're both shit up down the range. Yeah, yeah. Maybe there's one in 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 the four hour cut of this movie. There is a scene where they all go down the range <laughs> that's in the mall and have a good yeah. old practice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. introduced to plenty of new characters. Uh, Norma, I guess, is the trucker lady who's helped everyone. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Steve. Steve is that uh, Ty Burrell? Steve is Ty Burrell, who's like yeah. uh, basically a douchebag, but uh, yeah, uh, like a rich guy. Uh, Tucker, who's like the guy in the hat, sort of redneck dude, I guess. Yeah, uh, Nicole. On... Yeah, Nicole. Fra- Nicole was the one with yeah. Um, yeah. Max Headroom. Frank yeah. is the name. A guy called yeah. Glenn. I remember that. Is. Oh, uh, the creepy older guy who's who t- starts talking. So CJ and the other guy are in the yeah cell. Donald Trump. Yeah, he... Donald Trump. This guy looks like Donald Trump. If you imagine Donald <laughs> Trump's hair on this guy, it's Donald Trump. Uh, the gay dude, right? The one who's like telling CJ and <laughs> the other guy who are clearly like homophobes. He's telling them about the first time he realized he was gay when he was thirteen, <laughs> and they're like, "Shut up." Yeah. <laughs> he realised when he was wanking off this dude or something along those lines. Yeah, it's just it's a weird scene to include, but um... weird scene to to include. <laughs> uh, yeah, but also there's obviously another woman. I don't think she's named. I don't think anyone knows there's her no name. No point in naming her. It's there's wheelbarrow. No 
<laughs> we're I think bad. this might be the zombie that scared me the most um, because there is yeah. a really scary moment with her. Yeah. Um, so obviously she's clearly been bitten. Her skin is like green. Uh, she's clearly on the way out. Mottled and zombie-ish. <laughs> Very mottled. Are you alright? She's alright. She's practicing her zombie noises already. She's yeah. working up to it. Yeah. Is she a zombie? Nah, she's fine. No, 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 no. What is she going to be? Any minute. Any minute. Any minute she's going to be scatting. Um, but they don't see that coming. They... Um, they set up like an infirmary. There's a few injuries going around. I think Tucker has a bad leg, but it's uh, like a like a twisted ankle or something like that that they've had from their escape. They get and to he meet. It up again later, the ankle. Go easy on it, for God's sake. <laughs> get easy, Tucker. Um, but uh, we we gather together. We get the in. We get the infirmary. Um, wheelbarrow. Passes away very quickly and then immediately becomes a zombie. Who gets well, the her moment now? Where, the, the moment where she sits up uh, with obviously Sarah, Sarah Polly's character puts like a sheet over her head, and when she sits up, that is effective. Like that is like, oh shit! Yeah, because uh, it's in such a close, close quarters as well. But it is Sarah Polly who gets her with like uh, some sort of pole, some some sort of. Yeah. Long thin metal she gets stick with a, with some... a spike in the gob, right? Yeah. They're in the furniture shop, and she goes over to the spike section and just yeah. goes. Anyone, any one of these would do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, this but is this us is talking weird. about weapons. You get just get a spike. <laughs> how did also? Yeah. How does this woman run? Like she runs like none of the other zombies do. She runs with her arms straight up in the air, like a wacky wave inflatable arm flailing tube man. <laughs> what? In a way, that's more terrifying, I think. I Whoa. guess she's excited because she's only just become a zombie, so there's a there's an yeah. element of excitement about that. Finally! finally. Yeah. I've been practising all these years, almost getting, yeah. and now I'm finally uh, finally good to go. Oh, um, and nobody knew her name. This, oh yeah, no one did know her name, that's why she doesn't have one in the cast list. Because um, Tucker's, oh, piss, died, died without a name, that's, that's, that's crap, yeah. isn't it? That's but she exactly. comes back, and this is where we establish that bites kill you, and then you you come back to life, which means Andre is like because <laughs> he knows about the <laughs> he knows about Luda's bite, and then yeah, because he's a bit like defensive, and he's like, "How do you know? What makes you say that?" And you'd be like, "What? Have you got a bite? Have you?" No, no, I just wondered. Strip off, let's have a look. No, I banged my arm on the fountain, remember? All right, yeah. fine. <laughs> all of us banged our arm on the fountain. Come on, we all did it at the same time. Uh, everything was going on. There was splashing, lots of things happening. But um, And then they go to, they run over, oh, the door, Frank's daughter runs over and says, they're coming to shoot you. And he's like, oh, no, they're not. What? They say, <laughs> I think she says, Michael's coming to shoot you. First yeah. of all, I'll be like, who the fuck, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Because Michael has pointed out that Max Headroom has got a bite as well because they know he's been bitten on the head, um, and they've got to they've got to sort it out. So um, this is one of the things. This is the inconsistency of how fast he turned into a zombie. So that lady went from fine apparently a couple of hours ago to wheelbarrow when they arrived to very quickly dead. Mm. Max Headroom seems to deteriorate faster. Once he knows he's been bitten, because he's absolutely yeah, yeah. fine. 
And then when they tell him, oh, you've been bitten, maybe he had like a lot of PMA keeping him alive, thinking it was just fine. Yeah. And as soon as, and as, soon as he thinks, oh, you've been bitten, so you're going to turn into a zombie, literally in the course of that conversation, he starts to look a bit grey. Yeah. It's what like one of those things when you've been when you've been necking when you've been necking the beers on a night out. You feel you're like I feel absolutely fine, but as soon as you go outside and, and the air yeah. hits you, you go, yeah. oh, oh. I'm absolutely smashed it! Oh Jesus, yeah. could barely hold me head up. That's basically what happened to him. That, the realization is is the fresh air. What it will feel like to become a zombie? Do you think it's a pain? Do you feel you just like get a bit fluey and then you just pass out and then he looks very fluey. He looks yeah. like all sweaty and fluid. pale yeah. and uh, yeah. To be fair, and then you just won. I'd rather that than just bloody get eaten alive, which always seems like a unpleasant way to go, you know. Well, I, mean, you rather, back as a... I mean, you could if, if you would like. So, cat, uh, we were talking about this. Like, what would you do if you being attacked by a zombie? She says, "I'll just crawl into a bowl and accept my fate." That's that's kind of her survival plan. <laughs> crawl into crawl into a hard bowl. They can't get into. Yeah, like Come an on, I want, I want to eat your M trails. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, to be fair, it would be if you were like, "I'm gonna die somewhere or another." Um, I probably wouldn't shoot my head off. I would probably just lick a dead zombie, just find one, lick one, and let the rest do its job. And then you'd be a fairly complete zombie, right? Because that's the thing, right? Zombies bite Yours. people, and then they turn into, and then they turn into zombies. But it wouldn't be such a problem if zombies weren't so fucking wasteful. Because they want to eat people. Why do yeah. they just eat people enough so they're still functional people that could walk around and be more zombies? If they finished it, they'd just be bones. Yeah. They'd finish their food. <laughs> and then there wouldn't be a zombie. Have a, and you just have a load of bloated zombies who couldn't move because they're having in a food coma. Uh, and then the zombie and apocalypse skeletons. ends. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a more realistic way. Because sometimes in zombie movies, you see someone get attacked and like clearly ripped to shreds. And then they turn up as a zombie later on. You're like, no. Piece them back just, together again. It should be bits. You definitely, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely got ripped to fucking shreds. Yeah. yeah. But yeah um, so Max Headroom goes into, after he said goodbye to his daughter, he goes in the other room with um, with Kenneth, with Bing Rams, and he shuts the he shuts the door, he puts the shutters down. And this is the bit they get me. Like, if you were in a zombie thing and you didn't want to be a zombie, you wouldn't say, oh, wait till I'm dead and then hang on until I turn into yeah. a zombie before you shoot me. You just go, oh, when I'm dead, just shoot us then. I don't want to be a zombie at all. Don't wait for the moment because obviously there is a moment where you hear him reanimate and then you hear the gunshot. And the reanimation noise is pretty horrible. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> as, soon as, he crack, as soon as he cracks that one out, he's gone. He and gets blown away. Just give it a bite. Big yeah. Rams just went, I hate scat. <laughs> not a fan at all. Scat. He's not scat um, under his breath. Maybe he'd, like, he'd not got the first one. He'd only got the follow-up single, Scatman World. And that's why yeah. he'd never taken to it. <laughs> um, and now we get a musical number, which is like a medley of everyone just adjusting to their life in the mall and just enjoying the various things that you know they've got available to them uh, in their what may maybe their final days or some form of normality yeah um, you can film yourself having sex you can whack golf balls off the side there you can look, look at do? the stars yeah have a look at the telescope play, at the stars you can play chess with a man who's like uh <laughs> that sounds really really boring five, to me 500 yeah. meters away yeah but he's 500 meters away 
Yeah, but I mean, you you play like one game and you'd be like, okay, that's that's enough. <laughs> okay, let's go. And I think Rames hasn't even got an actual chess set. He's got like <laughs> a board drawn out with like loads in, of little. In that entire mall, there is not a chess set. Yeah, I don't believe there's that. not a toy shop, and it it is like a chess set, like an episode of Bottom where there's a ketchup bottle and Spider Man <laughs> and stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, the, the Donald Trump guy is uh, trying on some some latest shoes. Maybe he's just doing something he's always wanted to do. Uh, I guess this well. is the bit that's probably aged the least well, right? Like where he's like, you know, he's making CJ and the other guy feel uncomfortable by talking about how he knew he was gay, and he's yeah. trying shoes on. This feels like <laughs> it's a strange inclusion to have because. Like, if that wasn't something you were thinking about, why include it at all? Like, he's almost, yeah, it's, I don't know, there's a different yeah, time, I guess. Yeah, it was, it was just one of those things, I think they were just trying to give a Put bit of dynamic, color in. a group of the car- characters. It wasn't necessarily the best choice, but you know. But yeah, there meanwhile, CJ's improving himself by reading, um, reading bridal magazines, and he realises <laughs> yeah. that the most important thing is trust, and that's a message that's going to stay with CJ. As we as we hit the second half, yeah, of the and this is about halfway through. I didn't so think of that about, actually. Yeah, maybe that is the moment. There's about forty-five minutes left after this music. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> you know that because that's when you paused it. It was. Yeah, I was watching it on <laughs> Sunday night, and I was like, "This is a nice time to pause, go to bed." Honestly, it's, it's the Richard Cheese version of Down with the Sickness," uh, yeah. and it's which obviously starts with a "Oh shit," which is a, a lovely start to this section. Yeah, so something happens where the power goes out. Uh, right, you've all had you, you've all had a good time, I know, but the power's gone out now. So we're back to reality. There's a fucking zombie infestation outside, and so we have, have to, to go let down. CJ out to go down into the basement. This bit is very Resident Evil 2 as well, because obviously parking garage, uh, yeah. just like everything about this sort of area feels Resident Evil 2. Uh, so yeah, a few of them go down. Um, who have we got? Ving Rames goes down. Uh, both of the security guard dudes, but not the young one. Yeah. Uh, so CJ and Matey go down. Um, yeah. And and so does uh, Michael. He's yeah, down Michael. there. So they so they find a dog down there. Uh, it says they find a dog named Chips. It's like well. They didn't just find him and he go, "I'm Chips." That's not how it works. <laughs> yeah. They named him Chips for some reason. Uh, but yeah, we get an interesting bit with a zombie with no legs, like monkey barring across the. And this is pretty good because he just appears in the background. And if you weren't really paying attention, I don't think you would have noticed. But yeah, just swings along, and jumps and grabs the other. What's the security guard dude's name? Uh, the, um, the the donut one. Bart. There's a Bart. Yeah, yeah, the, the one who's like still rem- thinking about this girl he met in Dairy Queen that he's going to go on a date with. Yeah, like she's dead. Everyone you've <laughs> ever known and loved the is dead. Yeah, how did he get out there? He's been hanging there ever since. He's been hanging there the whole time. Going, you wait, you wait till someone yeah. comes across. It's Just before his legs yeah. dropped off, he was like, "I'm going to get up here." Zombie's <laughs> incredible grip strength. Um, yeah, well, record. So he, probably... he he gets down. He gets. But they leg it through and they manage to escape with a nice. And this was the Zack Snyder moment because there's some there's some slow mo in this. Yeah, when they're when they're shooting them through the gates and they're trying to pull Uh, them down and when they set them on fire, 
the bullets are falling on the floor in slow motion and pinging around there. This mm. was the this is the moment. I also noticed, and I forgot to mention this at, this at a certain point. Did you guys see this as well? I didn't notice it as the film started, but from the point they went into the mall, do they add like a film grain effect? Oh, I don't think I did notice that. I, I felt like it became more evident once they were in the mall that it had like almost a film grain old horror movie like kind of oh. that grain effect across the screen. I'm not sure it was deliberate or it's just an older film and that's what films look like in 2004. No, I don't think I noticed that. Maybe I need to go and have a look back at that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's definitely shot on, on film, I imagine. Mm. Um, because at the same time, 20 Days Later was one of the first films shot on digital and it fucking looks it. <laughs> it was shot It was shot on a Motorola <laughs> Razor. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, yeah, so they managed to kill the zombies and escape them and that's pretty much it. They, yeah, I don't uh, know. That they... was... Karen pointed out, how do they get back up? Because later on as well, they go back to the garage to do some more work and pointed out, like, wasn't the garage full of zombies yeah. earlier? Oh, I guess just, they just went. The only zomb- the only zombies that were there have all been burnt to death. So it smells a little bit like a uh, freshly cooked zombie down there. But you know, you might like that smell. A quiet but you taste. Can, you can a team vans down there to your heart's content. Meanwhile, yeah, someone who's not a team in things during the course of the musical interlude, um, Luda has continued to be pregnant, and Andre has set up a little base in a like a toy shop or like a childcare shop one that doesn't have chess sets anyway um uh, and he set her up like a little base to have a baby um i guess at this point he assumes she'll be a zombie at some point because she's strapped down but not a zombie yet she's just groaning and moaning we did get a scene earlier got a scene earlier with andre and kenneth so ving rames where they were kind of talking about, obviously he knew he was a criminal, but then Andre sort of says, he gets quite passionate and emotional when he's talking about bringing a, having a family and giving this kid uh, everything that he didn't have. So it's almost like what's set up here is sure, he's acting completely out of sorts by going, my partner's pregnant and she's turned into a zombie, and but I'm still going to make sure this baby, <laughs> this baby lives. You know what he's uh, doing so there, he's, he's thinking, doing what any... What any loving dad would do in a pandemic situation, he'd go and put everyone at risk to look after his family. You know, if your eyes needed testing or if your wife's going to be a zombie, <laughs> you you drive across the country, Andre. These you, you, these are these are the bits where you think this is ridiculous. This would never happen. But they're also the bits where you're like, oh god, if you're in that situation, it would be horrific to make any sort of. Yeah, uh, rational people would, people would do fucked things, I guess. And I guess there's that fear there as well that you don't necessarily trust these people. It mm. could be with hindsight, maybe we spoke to them and said, Look, we've got to try and see if we can have this baby before she turns to her. Before you turn, yeah. Well, maybe it's weird that no one went to see her like since things started to go south. Yeah, and there's sort of, I think there's a few moments where windows, why are you strapping her down? Because <laughs> she is. Sarah Polly says, oh, I haven't seen Luda for a while, which says, oh, I've got to go and see yeah. Luda. And I think somehow Andre's, like, been going out and getting stuff and saying, oh, she's fine, I'm looking after her. That's it. Keep your nose out. Maybe you saw how fast Max Headroom turned into a zombie once he knew, and he's trying <laughs> to keep it from her to slow down the thing. So it's like a wily coyote when he steps off the cliff until he realises 
the gravity yeah. is a thing. So you if, go, Ma- oh, no, no, no. if Max Headroom turned pretty much immediately, how has Luda managed to last a whole musical interlude without turning? And what uh, what we imagine is what days, weeks? Yeah, it's there. It could be either, really. Jam make... jar. You're drinking from Andy. It's so big. It's like <laughs> drinking from a fishbowl. It's huge. It's really small. He's just holding it really close to the screen. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> close to the camera. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Luda's tied down. She dies, takes her last breath. Um, Andrea's listening to the baby who's <laughs> like coming up. I mean, this is pretty effective. The baby sort of like pushing its way out the belly. Looks looking at her like putrefied tummy. Yeah. Um, I mean, the way this scene is all lit as well. Cause, oh, yeah, because this is, this is before they've turned the power back on, isn't it? I think they just got it back on. Got you. Um, but they haven't, maybe they haven't found their way back up yet. Yeah, because it's Or maybe, maybe they're meant to be at the same time. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, because obviously everything's lit by candlelight and there's all pretty creepy. Uh, so, yeah, she comes back as a zombie. Her teeth are immediately yellow. That's why that's you know she's a zombie. She had lovely pearly whites, but then as soon as she was a zombie, yellow. Jesus. Yeah, you see it go bad in that few seconds it takes you to become a zombie and you get funny zombie eyes. Mm. Um, he whacks a belt in her mouth um, to complete the set of all the other things that are tied down with so she can't get him. Um, and then he delivers the baby just as Norma, is it, comes to pay them a as visit? Soon, as soon as Sarah Polly said, I'm going to go check, and then Norma went, no, I'll go check, you know. As soon as a minor character is getting yeah. involved in this major yeah. plot point. But you no. don't know how ludicrous, you don't know they're going to have like a proper shoot down. <laughs> yeah. Because he said neither of them are falling to the floor and they're just shooting each other. Oh yeah, repeatedly. this is another <laughs> this is another Zack Snyder moment, isn't it? So they see the baby. Um, Norma realizes who um, that she's turned into a zombie. Reacts, shoots her. Um, Jason Derulo's "What You Say" starts, and then, and then they shoot each other in slow motion. Well, Andre, before that, he says, "Well, you want to kill my family?" It's like fucking yes. Is he the state of her? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just the zombie ones. So yeah, just a zombie family. Well, that's all of them. All right, line them well, up. Not you, Andre. <laughs> also, how, I know it's a newborn baby. How small is this baby? He's like how, holding it in, in like the palm of his hand, like a tiny little. You want to kill this little baby? Yeah. He's just been born. Yeah, but um, yeah, they they slow motion shoot each other, um, and then just as Jason Derulo's finishing up. The others all walk in, and can you imagine walking into that mess? What would you? That's a shit show. Wouldn't know where to look first. Well, there's a dead, and this guy's dead, and there's a dead, and there's a bullet. What's that in your hand? Oh my god! Yeah, that's (laughs) what happens basically. They go, well, she's a bloody zombie. I think, um, I think our main character, our um, Norma, has just got enough strength left to maybe give him a few clues. Oh, bloody zombie baby in it. (laughs) <laughs> bloody baby zombie and a bastard shot me uh, yeah, and obviously <laughs> oh, we get the, this is probably one of the most recognisable moments from this film I think whenever you mention this film where people are familiar with it they always say oh zombie baby yeah zombie baby in that uh, yeah not very often we get zombie babies I think brain dead yeah. is that the only yeah. zombie baby we get yeah. because, because of brain dead it's the second best zombie baby sadly yeah yeah <laughs> 
Yeah, so all we get is the moment of the baby's reveal and it sort of screams <laughs> and gets immediately shot, uh, pretty much. How many zombie babies do you reckon you could take on? I mean, loads. They ain't got them. no teeth. Yeah. They yeah, get, yeah, they yeah. got no teeth. Yeah, they got Sweep no teeth. Them up with a big brush. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you could, maybe you could waz them off the edge of the mall, yeah, and all the other zombies would have to, all the zombies would have to look after them. And they'd be exhausted. <laughs> Can't have a wink of sleep because not only do they not sleep all night, they don't sleep at all. Zombie babies. Yeah, they what don't do you think they do with zombie babies? Do you think they just wouldn't pick them up or do you think they'd eat them? In one Because they, they, they only lie in people, don't they? So if you put they'd the zombie... They'd stand all over them. They'd stand all... Basically, throw yeah, zombie stomp. babies out, yeah. they'd stomp them all over. It'd just be like a horrible zombie baby soup around their feet. But human yeah. cries... Yeah. Human baby cries are meant to tune into our instincts to have to... Oh, it pisses oh. you right off, so you have to deal with it and look after them. Yeah. If you put zombie babies outside, maybe that would really do the zombies' heads in. They'd be like, oh, they'd pick them up. <laughs> they start walking, walking away. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I don't want to do that. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't sign up for this. I forgot to mention that Andy was, they were playing a game of Andy where they give him a, a celebrity lookalike on a whiteboard and he has to shoot the zombie. I think that's impossible because, first of all, there's so many zombies there. It'd be impossible to try and find a lookalike for anyone, let alone Burt Reynolds, Jay Leno. Uh, so props to Andy for doing well. Yeah, he did, well done, Andy. did a great job. Well but done, Andy. Well done, as Andy. we already established, if he put in a good eight hours just shooting all the zombies that look like everyone, there'd be far less to deal with. That could be the, the medley in the middle of the film. Just him killing all the zombies and the rest of the film just be them quietly leaving. Having a nice time. So, well... We've got all the ones in the immediate area, so we'll casually go down to the docks, I guess. Um, but yeah, off the back of that entire ship fest that's just happened, and the guys decide that they are going to reinforce the buses to make battle buses and then head down and take Steve's boat to find an island because there wouldn't be so it's many people that- on there, so they can just live there. It's weird that they're all convinced that they want to leave now, considering in the medley, everyone's kind of been all right, you know? Yeah, I think is it Kenneth yeah. that's going to go. It's boring, I'm just going to go. Cause... <laughs> it gets boring, though. <laughs> it gets boring being not dead. <laughs> Finish this Sudoku book. That was all they had left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so they make a plan to make the battle buses, and they go down and do like an A-team... Oh, and CJ's allowed out now, by the way. He helped them with the generator, and Bart's dead, so he just figures it's almost it's like be nice now. CJ, now he hasn't got Bart to kind of. Bart's looking up to him, or he's bossing him around. Now he hasn't got him. It's like all the shackles are off. I don't have to be a dickhead yeah. anymore. I kind of like just going to be a a normal team, team player. He can just be quite nice. And actually, again, James Gunn's script here. The bit where they point out the plan is they're going to get the, you know, they're going to get the boat and go out to sea. And CJ's like, so you want to do any points out all the terrible flaws in this plan, and then says he signed up for it. Is that is that a a trope yeah. that would become Rocket Raccoon in Guardians of the Galaxy later on? <laughs> yeah, CJ. Like sounds about right. So yeah, the buses look great because obviously they put they've got a snowplow on the end of one. The front of one, sorry. They've got like uh, 
spaces for chainsaws to get the zombies off the sides of the thing. They've got yeah, like propane handy. propane tanks and flares. Considering Do you think it'd be worth effort, just not having holes in the sides of the buses though? I mean, as as we're going to say, considering all of the effort they go to with all of these things, yeah, they fuck it up so badly in such a short amount of time. No training. It's actually, it's actually insane. No training. But also, I just think, we'll get to it, but I just think, don't drive so fast. <laughs> we we yeah. were saying the exact same. Karen was next to me going, slow, slow down. down. There's no zombies there. The streets are empty. Slow down. Drive at 10 miles an hour. Who's, who's driving at that point? I think Rames is driving one, yeah. and yeah. the other one is being driven by, can't remember, but whoever's in front isn't going as mental as the one in the in the back as well. Absolutely doesn't make sense, shit. But, but um, <laughs> yeah, so they, they're going to build these battle buses, and you're right, Luke, they decide to put gaps in them and so on, rather than just totally make them zombie-proof. But you know, you're not impressed by it, but you know who is? Buddy, um, Buddy Anna, because she gives Michael big old snog um, well done. Come here. <laughs> they're, they're, they've got over their, their loved ones who died comparatively recently. I've completely forgot about my husband who died. Have you? Who? <laughs> <laughs> and, and obviously, you know, Michael at the same time, you know, he, he points out that he was bad at being a husband and always got divorced, but he was very good at being a dad. So I'm assuming his kids are dead, but he's not. He's over it enough to move on. Uh, Jesus. piece of work yeah, so, but they, um, so they pretty, have a little kiss a little kissy so it's pretty much all hands on deck now towards so Andy uh, is absolutely starving he's ran out of Derrily Dunkers he's got none left uh, and he <laughs> writes he writes on the whiteboard yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, writes on, he writes on the whiteboard absolutely famished send us over a ham sandwich which I think someone does make a joke about uh, so the plan they make is to get chips in his little. Uh, yeah. Why would you assume that the zombie wouldn't eat chips? I Maybe I mean, because, because he was just you hanging mean. out in the car park on his own all that time. I guess there is a moment though when they're lowering him down. Like imagine the zombie's just ripped into shreds, and they went, "Oh fucking hell!" Misjudged that one. If that have been Nicole, I'd have oh, pushed them off the roof. That would have been it. Oh, that would have been. That have been gone, but he's not. And Chips also responds very well to a whistle. My dogs would not be so helpful on that front. Do anything never see him again. Never, <laughs> never see him again. Just like where are they gone? No, they gone. wouldn't. They wouldn't go down. They, my dogs genuinely probably would find a way to open them all to get back in, <laughs> and, eat all the food, and yeah, let and let the spuddy zombies in after him. But um, yeah, Chips wanders across. Um, but buddy Andy's a little bit careless, isn't he? And he doesn't shut the, the door fast enough. You'd have oh, been, man. you had one job, mate. Just literally dog in, door closed. Ah. Uh, and then what's annoying is that Andy isn't up to speed with the fact that the bites turn people into zombies. So he says uh, on the radio, uh, which I guess the dog had a radio. That's right. Yeah, the dog. Yeah. Just yeah. a walkie-talkie. Yeah, yeah. walkies, talkies. <laughs> <laughs> so he says, ah, oh, the. To, to, oh, those guys bite pretty hard, and Ving Rames is all of us. When he just goes, "Oh, for fuck's sake, you've been bitten already!" God damn it! Yeah, God yeah. I thought it was um, quite effective when they were like, "Oh, Andy's on the roof again. He's writing something," and he like picks up the sign, great. the whiteboard, and it's just the smeared blood because he's obviously kind of halfway it's there. 
yeah. it's a great moment and it's genuinely terrifying the fact that um obviously uh we one thing we haven't mentioned yet is the fact that nicole takes the delivery truck which they all turned up in and it's just driving full pelt out to get chips because obviously yeah, this is the this is the like the first in what is a litany of shit choices that yeah. undoes the entire group if they're just taking the time because they as we know they're not going to eat chips chips is absolutely fine you can take your time and get over there and find a plan to get him back to be honest the dog plan was one that you could have flown a kite with a sandwich on over there for all I know. Like you could have found something else you could have done um, to get it over there. But you know, yeah. it's the world. It's the um, world we're dealing with. I would have thought. Chips off out. I would have thought there would at least have been a few people in that group who would have gone. I'm just going to stay here in the mall. Can I stay? I don't think I want to go out into the major potentially suicide mission. I might just yeah, stay. You don't have to go. But yeah, like, everyone, everybody you'd does. You'd be super lonely without. Well, I, what are you going to do? I, <laughs> like Jess, have you said? But Jess, what you saying? Think uh, try, about it. Try, 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 <laughs> try on all your shoes. Well, I know. Like, there would have been someone there who was too scared to go or thought it wasn't a good plan or something. I don't know. There was no Netflix then, Ben. You've only got physical media to watch. That's all right. I'd stick on uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit every day. That'd keep me spirits up. I think, that, I think there's a film in that. One guy in a massive mall surrounded by zombies and it's just what what yeah. would you do? Like what would you do? You yeah. could just find more and more creative ways to kill them from the safety of your roof. You could like get a fishing line, chuck it off. Yeah. Maybe the film, the whole plot is man wants to try and kill all the zombies that are outside the mall without actually leaving the mall. And all the different ways he Manages to kill some of them, and we've got like a little total that comes up on the screen. Yeah. Killed seventy-three. I'd like that just to be an ongoing stream that's on there that you could just yeah. chip in on and just see see what he's doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh he's wanking. Oh Nicole. he's wanking again. <laughs> yeah. Nicole, he does that a lot. Of the house. Much else to do. <laughs> um, Nicole goes off and she manages, unlike Andy, to get the door open and closed without zombies getting in. But she yeah. doesn't know that Andy's up on the roof and is a zombie now, so yeah. finds herself very quickly trapped in a cupboard with him banging on the door. Mm. So um, yeah, and then some of the other guys decide, right, we're gonna have to go and get her, go go and get her, but it's like, oh man. You're all putting yourselves in <laughs> in the worst possible positions straight away. Uh, so a, li- a little mini mini team again. Is it not the same guys who went down to the parking lot? It's like Ving Rhames again. CJ. CJ. Ving Rhames. Um, oh, man. Tucker. Fa- Michael. Yeah. So when they leave and they say, Steve, stay here, keep the door open for us to come back. Oh, my God. I oh, think I would have murdered him. I would have actually That's murdered the- him. His yeah. reaction to That's it as well. Literally anyone else. Yeah, ask literally anyone else. Can you stay here? You've got one job to do. Initially, he was going to go, wouldn't he? But he managed to get out of that. Uh, so, yeah, they go, of him, but yeah. they go through the sewer. Anyone. They go through the sewer. They come up uh, pretty much next to the... And the zombies, they're far more sparse in this area, aren't they, for some reason? Yeah, maybe they're all standing around the mall rather than... I don't know. That's one of those things, like that isn't really explained, I guess, for plot convenience. 
Yeah. Why, why so many zombies go to the mall? Yeah. Well, why why they're not around the the manhole cover that you need to climb out of? Mm. But obviously, it's yeah. a horrible moment where none of them are really noticing them until Tucker like puts the manhole cover back down with a massive clunk, and then they all start attacking. This is a bit where you're like, you never survived this, no matter how many they'd be on yeah. you before. Uh, but they do manage to get into the gun shop uh, where they like reload. They pick up all the. This is where you pick up all the ammo just before a boss fight in a game. You just like got yeah, yeah. loads oh, of stuff. Oh, you here. know, if there's a boring room, <laughs> a boring room, a long corridor, and you get given some grenade rounds, you're like, yeah, oh, there's it's a up. boss coming up here. Hang on, is that and an auto safe? safe? Just went off. <laughs> auto safe. <laughs> God damn it. Auto yeah. save went off. Hang on, those like the widescreen bars are coming down. There's a cutscene coming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, yeah. So they find Andy who's banging on the door. Uh, Ving Rames. I like this because they none of them shoot him, but Ving Rames, who's mates with him, been playing chess to him and get to know each other. He like moves through them and it's like, this is my moment. He's my mate. I'm going to kill him. And he says sorry to him and blows half his head clean off. Perfectly half of his head as well. Yeah. yeah. That's what he would have wanted, being around <laughs> Yeah. That was the bad half. The rest of him was non <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and then but they... Nicole oh, yeah. They went... fine. Mm. Nicole and Chips is, are fine. Uh, CJ goes onto the roof, throws a propane tank and shoots it. He just loves doing that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then and they make their escape them all over the place yeah but they pretty much on their on their return they fuck it to such a degree because there's so many of them uh that they all follow them down into the sewers i think tucker breaks his ankle again the... yeah it's his bad ankle he he does it but he ah! can't get the door closed so they do it, and we do it like a great bit where CJ's dragging him while he's blasting at zombies, and he's scoring headshots left and right. Yeah, it's that is a... this game. There's like an there's an assisted aim. Oh uh, yeah, assisted aim. That's what they put this it on, is, haven't they? This is an on on rail shooter bit. That's an on rail yeah. shooter scene where you're like getting dragged through the thing. Uh, but yeah, the zombies get Tucker and and CJ, and he asks CJ to shoot him, which he does. Uh, but yeah, this is a shit show because when they go back upstairs, Steve has fucked off hasn't kept the door open and all the zombies are basically get, getting in. They're getting into the stairwell, they're getting into the thing and they're banging on the door, banging on the door. Who comes? It's Sarah Polly who lets them in, isn't it? Yeah, Anna lets them in. They're like, where the fuck are you been? She must have just been like somewhere doing something quietly and she just said, let us fucking in! What is that? And she does. Also, even if it wasn't your job to watch the door, surely you're not going to have relaxed while, oh, I guess they're going to be off at the yeah, the gun shop for the next half hour. I can watch the latest episode of Neighbours. <laughs> They're off on a bloody peace and quiet. <laughs> They're off on a fucking suicide mission. Jesus, it's insane. But they're all they're all back. But then obviously the zombies, because by the time they got to the door, they can't get it closed again. So zombies are coming in. They literally have to go right now. Yeah, they run through like where everybody's like. The living where everybody's living, I guess, uh, running through. Oh, what, what's everybody running from? We're leaving right now. Oh shit! Yeah. What if, you literally? What if you didn't have your shoes on? You fucked. Yeah. What if, you what, if, what, if, what if somebody was on the toilet? Well, this is all happening. Yeah. 
Which one? The fake one or the real one? The fake one. <laughs> what, if some, what if someone was bending bending a French biscuit at the exact moment? They'd be absolutely screwed. Yeah, eaten. Um, but they get in the they get in the buses and then they head out. They smash out through the through the parking bay doors that are made of tissue paper. <laughs> That's lucky. Um, Again, lucky. And then they're immediately just swamped with zombies because there are bloody loads. This yeah. is quite a cool shot at the night time with like the, the sea of zombies surrounding them. Mm. Sea of zombies are trying to turn the uh, turn the buses over, so they're getting out there with the chainsaws, chopping them in half. And uh, is it CJ who does the propane tank thing again? Yeah, it's like his special, like special move. Special move, yeah. yeah he's, he's like, I've got a pro, well, another special move uh, loaded up. So he does that, but it's such an explosion that it kind of just definitely gets his eyebrows, singes his eyebrows <laughs> off. Singes that, that part of his head, right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have any Can Thankfully, a zombie picks it up for him to make it easy to shoot when he's put it in the crowd. Oh, yeah. It's like the yeah. it's like that guy yeah. in the two towers, like the Urukai. Yeah. He like picks up that. Thing. Ah! Like... <laughs> Perfect. And he can lock on and, and shoot it, yeah. And now yeah. the streets are like, obviously, pretty sparse now in terms of the zombies. And they as they get out of what I'm assuming is the main car park into the streets of what's, what city are we in? Or town? Wisconsin. That's Wisconsin. the state. I don't know what the That's town the they're in. Milwaukee? Is that the state? Yeah, go on. Milwaukee. Um, there's pretty much no zombies around. It's completely empty. But they're, they're driving around. Up. They're driving around at such a speed and taking every corner like it's their last. It's insane. Like, someone there must be like, I'm stood here. I haven't got a seatbelt on. And I'm stood here with a chainsaw that's going. <laughs> Please yeah. stop driving like that. And they're, yeah. like, obsessed with, like, oh, there's, there's one zombie left. I'm like... <laughs> Good. Gives a that is a really that is a really good hit rate. That is less than one percent of the zombies that you just had are still there. Just one zombie. Just make a note of it and be really careful when you get out. <laughs> it's insane. No, he drives insane. like an idiot, and then our our character. This is the same one that was talking to CJ and the other guy Donald in the Trump. thing. Yeah, Donald, Donald Trump. So Donald Trump. <laughs> Um, he slips with a chainsaw and chainsaws the the girl that was was she Steve's girlfriend when she arrived or did she become Steve's girlfriend? I think girlfriend? she became Steve Steve's girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. And it's probably just uh, you know, no one's girlfriend anymore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she he loses control of it, kills himself, kills this woman, Monica. Uh, I think Rames doesn't die, um, and neither does Steve. But it's utter, utter chaos that could have easily been avoided by just don't even have to stick to the speed limit. Like, go a bit faster if you want. But you're driving around like absolute insane. Like, yeah. they ran corners. Have you driven like... a battle bus before? <laughs> <laughs> but they yeah, ran corners like they don't know what's coming the up. They don't know what's coming up. The city has been destroyed. They might round a corner and there's just like a truck across the thing. Idiots. This is silly. <laughs> you played the license bits on Gran Turismo. It shows you where you meant to break in those corners and then That's you true. accelerate back out of them. It's um, like they're doing a time trial. It's like this part <laughs> is a time trial level. Yeah. And they are, yeah, and not only that, but also like if there is a car that's even slightly in the way, you've got to clip it out of the way and smash. You can't just go round. You've got to smash it out of the way. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, uh, so yeah, they crash that bus. People are getting killed by chainsaws. Uh, Steve and Ving Rhames are the only people alive, but 
uh, Steve just leaves like a twat. Yeah, uh, he leaves he, and then gets he eaten gets eaten by that by a zombie. He gets eaten by a zombie straight away. Uh, Vic Rames and I think it's the other security guard dude come out. Uh, yeah, this is like the shortest night ever because <laughs> already the sun's coming up. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. morning now. Yeah, it's it's well, it's it's getting there. It's it's coming up. Um, the other bus stops. Anna sees Steve, who's instantly a zombie, shoots him because in an earlier uh, conversation she promised that she definitely would if he was a zombie. So she keeps yeah. her word. But I don't think being she does it in like, a kind way. Dang, does it in a mean way? <laughs> um, damn. Uh, she hangs about they... to rob his keys off him, but. In this one, and again, it's watching every character. What's the point in bloody rummaging around for his keys? Just like steal any boat from from, from the. How are they going to know what boat is his as well without Steve? Unless he's got Unless a, he's he had a photo of boat, the Steve. Steve's <laughs> boat. That's, that's, Steve. only God, that's only Steve's boat. Uh, but yeah, um, obviously there was a moment now where the zombies almost get into the battle bus, um, and Michael's like. What the hell were you doing back there? And she shows him the keys and he goes, that's my girl. Even though something bad's happened to him. In that kerfuffle, as we learn in moments anyway, Michael, as um, don't be fooled, guys, he hasn't bashed his arm. He hasn't bashed his hand on the fountain. He's got a little <laughs> bit of a he's got a little bit of a bite. And obviously he knows yeah. that they're poisoned, so he's got not that much time. Um, uh, they arrive at the they arrive at the docks. For some reason, they smash the bus into the docks to sink it, rather than stop three meters sooner. Even uh, even more crazy driving from Ving Rames. Is it Ving Rames again? I think it's Ving Rames again. Smashes through the gates to the marina like an absolute nutball, and then just like smashes the dock, the the pier, whatever it is, into bits. <laughs> just learn to use your brakes, mate. They, uh, they, they get, work. yeah, maybe they get out, um, and they're all they're all rushing to the boat. CJ stays to buy buy them a little time and does one more explode explosion. Um, his yeah. last special. That's three in three. a row. That's three in a row, which basically means that's a combo, and uh, he comes back to life after that. But they've already gone. Yeah, yeah. they <laughs> yeah he he blows himself up. The zombies have you know he's fighting them off and he's doing that great last stand moment where all of your bullets are like you know when you're on red health and all of your attacks get like a little boost so yeah. he's, he's he's taken him out left right and center but he blows himself up to save the day with hindsight if michael had revealed he'd been bitten by then he could have bought that time for them and he, cj could have been fine yeah um, makes a lot more sense but he needed his moment he needed his lovely moment yeah. at the end he where he said i'm just gonna stand to where he yeah. said i'm gonna stand here and watch the sunrise but he doesn't yeah. really, because he just kills himself within seconds. It's a quick sunrise. Yeah. But um, I like how most people who get bitten in this film are quite stoic about it. I mean, Matt Frewer, Frank, and this guy, they were, they took it on the chin, like literally, the bullet. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think it was only uh, what's his name? Who kind of hit it? Up. He was, and, yeah. he, and he did it on on they Luda's are. behalf. We don't know how she felt about it. Sorry, she let yeah. this dog out. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much it. The people who survive are Sarah Polly, Ving Rames, uh, and then a couple who are Nicole and the other security guard dude still forgetting his name. Glenn, yeah. is it? Uh, uh, and the dog. Right? 
and chips, chips. the most and important chips, survivor to be honest as long as chips is fine it's a happy ending as far as i'm concerned yeah i'm surprised yeah. more boats haven't been taken from this marina it looks pretty untouched uh and locked up so yeah well, there we go quite and then they go down up. now that someone's crashed a bike crashed a bus into it yeah so yeah there we go they drive they go off into the sunset uh looking for i guess an island or something and then we get like some bits in the credits which are kind of like the the final yeah. stings yeah they find a head in a box they find an island chips runs off and then they get attacked what's your guys theory do you think they got away or do you think they're finished no they're dead yeah <laughs> Except well, this chips, is weird it's fine so that's fine yeah they don't eat chips <laughs> there are lots of islands on Lake Michigan as well. Uh so they've obviously just gone about uh but yeah they find luckily they find a luckily unluckily they find an island which has just got a zombie horde already running towards them. So there we go. And it's the f- end credits we get the disturbed version of Diamond of Sickness as well, which is uh brutal with some more paint blowing with some more paint blowing credits, which is lovely. Uh, yeah, and it's like it's not a hopeful ending. It's uh, pretty much like you you think you got hope in a zombie apocalypse. No, here we are. We're gonna sh- we're here to shatter it. Yeah, unlucky. Uh, so uh, I've got some name game for you guys. This one, I guess, um, <laughs> there's there's been lots of films uh, that uh, probably can't try and play with the the name. Yeah, but let's see what we got here. So. Now we've got one that's about some guys who go to the mall and a bunch of zombies turn up, desperate for a Chinese takeaway that serves the very best prawn toast. Prawn, prawn of the dead? Prawn of the dead. Or, or depending on the reason, Szechuan prawn. of the dead? No. Prawn <laughs> toast of the, of the dead? dead? Uh, well, so the, the, the toast isn't cooked yet in this particular film. Prawn, uh, and prawn the of bread. the bread. Yes, roll of the bread. Uh, <laughs> this one is about a salesman whose life has no direction. However, his uneventful life takes a sudden turn when he has to single-handedly deal with an entire community of zombies, and it's directed by Edgar Wright. Not sure on the dead, is it? Sure on the dead. Well done. No. Um, his next one is it's futuristic satirical lawman played by Carl Urban or Sylvester Stallone, whoever you want, and he's trying to look after his garden. Lord, Lord of, the, of dread. the Dread. Lord of the Dread. This next one, Vince Vaughn enjoys riding down slopes on a snow day. Uh, Vaughn of the Sled. Vaughn of the Sled. <laughs> yes. The lead guy really How I Met Your Mother gets beefy. Oh, I don't know. Who the main guy of that program is? Something yeah. of the shred. Never seen it. Something <laughs> of the shred. <laughs> no, uh, you never seen How I Met Your Mother. Uh, okay, uh, the lead guy's called uh, Ted Mosby. Ted. Uh, so something of the Ted. So brawn yep. of the Ted. Brawn of the Ted. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, the last one is uh, one guy in the office who constantly yawns. Forcing everybody else to yawn. Nobody likes that guy. He's a something something. Yawn. Yawn of the dickhead. 
you know, another dickhead <laughs> straight away. Are you Any yawning days. again? I'm over here yawning in complete silence. Let me live my life. <laughs> That's a nice live one. Well done. Five out of five. Um, need to rate the movie to see how well the film did. How well did you do, Phil? Uh, Before the film, I think I did all right. uh, (laughs) All right, uh, you go, (laughs) Mitch. Something about this film, I've, I've probably like, I've probably seen it like since two thousand and four. Probably like approaching ten times now. I reckon that sounds ridiculous, but I genuinely think it must be that. And it is brutal. It is relentless. Um, it's really effective. I love some of the I love some of the characters. Love some of the choices. Um, and I think it is of one of those remakes that does surpass the original because obviously the original is a classic. But this takes that sort of mall setting and really dials down on it. So I think it is better than the original. And as a Schneider Schneider movie as well, love the soundtrack. Uh, stylistic choices are great. Um, and it's effective and it is genuinely, genuinely scary, despite the fact, you know, it's super fast zombies. So it's a little bit insane, white knuckle, a bit of a white knuckle ride. I think I'd give it an A minus. Hot damn. Hot damn. Hot, hot damn. <laughs> uh, Andy, what are you going for? Um, looking at this time count here, I see we're almost on a Zack Snyder length uh, cut of the podcast, so I'll keep this brief. Um, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's a um, it's a fun it, it's it's a fun movie. It's effective. It does exactly what it's meant to. Like for anything that doesn't work out about it or doesn't make sense, it doesn't need to because it is a fun, ridiculous zombie movie, which is about giving you scares, being tense and um, yeah I really like it. I'm going to give it a B plus Cool. Um, Very nice I'm going straight in with the B plus as well. I think it's a, a smashing good time and it's just the right amount of harrowing um, <laughs> Just the right amount of harrowing. That's too harrowing Less yeah. than the harrowing That's not harrowing enough well, the dog is fine, so that's why that's why you take the edge off. It's not too harrowing. Dog Chips is fine. Dog lives. <laughs> dog lives. Baby dies. Probably the way it should be. <laughs> In a zombie apocalypse. Yes. In a zombie apocalypse. Yeah. That's what I meant. Add that on. Hundred percent. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it was a zombie baby, so yeah. We're not when is the uh, land of the dead out? Army, Army of the, the dead. dead. Army of the Dead is out in in May, I believe. So we will do an episode on that. So it won't be long till we have to do another Schneider. But uh, yeah, not long at all. Is Zack Schneider related to Rob Schneider? (laughs) I mean, it's a good question. (laughs) The Schneider, the Rob Schneider cut. Yeah. Um, Right. Uh, So follow Andy on Twitter at andyctwrites. Right. Rights with a W. Follow yeah. Ben uh, at Ben underscore Errington. Yep. Follow oh. me at Luke of Condor K O N D O R. So uh, become a patron over patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver. Thanks to Cobach Calma for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. 
please consider rating and reviewing in iTunes. I think next week, I think we said it before, but next week I will read out a couple of reviews or comments. <laughs> yeah. So get yeah. them in. We got to do it. We got to do it. Uh, what are we doing next week? We are doing. Uh, oh, so next week we're going to be doing Shin Godzilla, the three of us again, because uh, Godzilla vs. Kong is out today if you listen to the podcast today 31st of march um or if you're listening to it later it's already out so go and have a look at some kaiju uh so we're going to be doing i said i'm assuming shin godzilla is the most horror focused godzilla movie is that what we're saying that is what they say with you know along with the original but a lot of people say that shin godzilla is more horror even okay cool okay cool that's what we're doing next week nice sweet all right uh thanks guys see you see you very very soon bye bye now imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time that's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.